the What Are You Doing movie archives. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Down in Front. Our movie this week is Kick-Ass. Hiya! Which is also the name of the movie. So pop into DVD or Blurry. We have a Blurry. Press play. Press pause when the Lionsgate logo fades to black. At the first frame you perceive of all black, press pause. And in a second, I'll say three, two, one, unpause. At which point I'll press play. You'll press play. We'll watch the movie together in perfect sync. It'll be like any other commentary, except, of course, with four friends in your head. Your friends this week are myself, as always, T. Christie, my friend Eddie Sutton Doty. Yeah. Michael Power Ranger Scott. Whoopa. And Trey the Amazing Stokes. I like your shirt, Michael. <laughs> Thank you. He's wearing a, what, what is, is it the Green Ranger shirt from oh, Power Rangers? Oh, my God. It's, <laughs> I, I don't think that's <sighs> There's, there's, it's, I know not, it's, it's green. The, my shirt yeah. is green. So that means like, you're a green Power Ranger. Well, no, but the, I don't recognize the little Irish. icon on it. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, Jesus God. Anyway. Okay, Kick-Ass. Kick-Ass. He's got like, he's got like a Godzilla Zord. I can't remember what the actual name of it is. Dragon Zord. That's the Dragon Zord. Yeah. I still don't even know what the fuck we're talking about. Speaking Power Rangers got Kick-Ass. Okay, it is Power Rangers. You seem to be denying that it was Power Rangers. <laughs> I uh, I actually don't know how I feel about the movie Kick-Ass. I've seen it a few times. We kind of did half a diff of it once. And I, I I still don't know exactly if I if I like it or if it annoys me. If it annoys me, it annoys me for the same reason like Wanted annoys me. Um, but if it, But I can't tell... If it does, like it's one, of, it's really easy to watch. I really like the kid who plays Kickass. Uh, it's fun. I I have never not wanted to see Nicolas Cage do anything ever, and I, I I like watching him in this. And you know, I I you know I have no problem with McLovin, and I just can't tell if I like it or not. So we'll be figuring that out, I guess. Um, but I'm I'm the guy who's confused about his his Kickass sexuality. <laughs> Eddie, are you a big it, fan of it, Mr. Comic Guy? I absolutely adored the book. Uh, kick ass. I was like a huge cheerleader for it. Whenever um, when I found out they were making a movie, I was just insanely enthusiastic. There's a lot to like in this movie, but for me, this is like kind of my ultimate um, comic book uncanny valley. Uh, really? Yeah. It's just I, they, there's they make and I don't mind changes. I I don't care about changes at all. Um, and they make some really good ones too, but the, they just they never quite. I think pinned down, they sort of just like they land darts around the target, I think, as opposed to hitting the bullseye. And again, I enjoy the movie and there's a lot to like about it. I think some of the performances are great. I think the casting is good. Chloe Moretz is a total discovery. This is her first major film and, yep. and she's great in it. And I love the Adam West uh, impression that <laughs> Nick Cage does whenever he's um, Big Daddy. And, and again, lots to really enjoy about it. But <clears throat> especially in the final third, I, I think it kind of um, kind of loses the point. Uh, and sort of misses the mark of it. And, that was something um, that was said about the movie, which is it's supposed to be a satire, and by the end, it kind of becomes what it's exactly. Which, and 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 we'll illustrate exactly what the no, book that's... the book did differently. That <laughs> which is not it, necessarily a bad thing. Again, I understand the movie has to be a movie and has to exist separately of the book and the source, and and that and I'm totally fine for that. I walked into the movie knowing that lots of things needed to probably be different and, and change. But um, I think I, I don't think the uh, the arc lands quite as well as it could have, and and. Uh, you know, I I'll, I own it. I'm 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 happy to watch it again and and everything. I just I feel like it's a just a, a, a slightly missed opportunity at the end of the day. Michael Dorkman Scott. Uh, yeah, I saw this movie. I hadn't read the book. I have since. Right. I got it from you. Um, and uh, I everybody lo- got everything from Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, if it's I, comics. Yeah. I love the movie. Uh, reading the book. Uh, I totally. It's it's like a little like V for Vendetta. It's like. Well, this yeah, is a this, there you go. Yeah. this is a good movie, but it's not telling the same story. If you, that want, if you wanted that all. book, then you're going to be disappointed. Yeah, right. but, but there are two different things. Yeah, you know? exactly. So, so, um, and and for me personally, I 
look at the movie and I'm like, that this is totally what they needed to do for the movie because that <laughs> the book would not have worked if they had if they had been stuck true to it sure. um, um, in movie form. So, um, but I'm interested in in talking about it and having that conversation. Trey, yes, kick ass, yeah, pro or con, love it. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, I uh, no. Anti or four? Pro or con is <laughs> entirely, that's a different thing. Yeah. For, um, yeah, I came to it other than other than the ad campaign, which was extensive. Uh, I knew nothing about the project, but it was like, well, okay, that looks nuts. I, I'll have to go see that. Um, I actually made a point of seeing it in the theater last year when I saw about two movies in the theater. There was this and Sucker Punch, and I think that's it. Um, same diff. <laughs> same And the same story, yeah. It's like both of them, like the ad campaign is like, that looks like the, that could be the most awesome movie of all time. I better go check it out. And, and only one of them filled that bill. Um, and uh, I just really dig it. I, yeah, and then it, it does help that I have no agenda of what it was supposed to be because of whatever prior incarnation it was. I haven't read the book. Uh, I'm not going to. Yeah, don't uh, care. There's a, there is a there is an extensive uh, uh, documentary on the DVD of the guys who made the book and talking about the talking about that whole process. So they certainly gave them mm-hmm. their props. Uh, oh yeah, and they were <clears throat> apparently happy with uh, you know understanding that the movie was going to be a different thing. But um, I, I love it, and I, I think it's a it's right now. It's kind of a uh, a little study study piece for me because the the project I'm writing right now, the the feature that I've been writing, um, is trying to walk the same very very weird line of tone that's very difficult. And I think the movie successfully walks a very difficult tonal line. Which, if you listen to the commentary by the actual director, which is worth listening to, that was their huge their biggest concern was right. you know just you know where is the line drawn <laughs> about what we can get away with in this movie. Because um, they do some pretty outrageous stuff, so I'm I'm running a project right now that um, one of the things that this movie taught me that I th- I think works, and maybe not everyone thinks it, but it's what you said is that it's the last third of it. It's no longer a you know a comedy; it's just an actual thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and but we've said many times that a, you know a good parody slash satire has to be the thing it's it's pat it's it's satirizing yeah, in right. order to to otherwise it's just a you know a schlocky fan film so so I'm really impressed by the way that you know there's really I mean we'll pinpoint the point at the you know 20 minutes before the movie's over here comes the last joke in this movie and the rest <laughs> of the movie is dead serious about what's going on um and I I think that's really important and I'm actually applying that to the script I'm writing right now where it starts funny and lighthearted but then it gets dark and by the end it's not even concerned with being a comedy anymore and I think uh Kick-Ass taught us that that's possible. It also taught us that that's not going to make you a hit at the box office. Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I'll get away with it, but I probably won't. Yeah. You learn every <laughs> lesson from Kick-Ass, Trey. Don't, don't yeah. make that comparison when you're going to financiers. Be like, no, I right. remember Kick-Ass? Yeah, totally base this off. Yeah, right. no, totally going to base this off. No. <laughs> anyway, so you're at the point where the Lionsgate logo has faded to black. As we are here, put your finger on the button. Three, two, one, on pause. How awesome was Heaven's Gate? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Eddie, uh, Eddie, in the chat room. Uh, Greg Harbin wants to know if you read the sequel, or I'm sorry, one person asked if you read the sequel book, yeah. and then Greg Harbin said, "Have you seen the sequel movie, which was called Punch Ass?" <laughs> Punch Ass. Actually, I was shocked to find if you go if you go on IMDb, uh, Kick Ass Two is in development. Yes, it is. Uh, be- and the I think Kick Ass to the book, uh, I I read three issues, and thanks to Mark Millar's extraordinarily lackadaisical delivery. Uh, schedule. Um, I I kind of lost interest in it. It, it didn't. <laughs> You're like, I, you know yeah, what? Yeah, you know, like again, you had but, me and you lost me, man. And again, I I, I know the the divergence point. We'll talk about more about it later where it comes up. But um, there is there. I don't mind the fact that it becomes that thing. It's there's it's specifically doing with how they handle certain characters at the very end. I just I feel he wins too much, and the book he doesn't win as much, and I that's kind of where I. You know. Well, in the book, he doesn't win at all. I mean, the, yeah, the, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's the, I, I kind of like. I, I think I, I I feel like the point of the book. 
you know, that there's the the question that gets asked: Why has nobody ever tried to be a superhero? Why is no this no? Because yeah. yeah. you can't do it. Yeah. Because you can't do it. You'll fucking be destroyed. It'll yeah. destroy your life and probably get you killed. Right. That's what the yeah. book right. has and to it, say. And I think the I think it. the movie sort of walks that fine line. It's like, well, they technically win, but wow, at a yeah. hell of a price. Yeah. And, and they, it's not an easy victory. Well, well it, I think in Kick Ass, it 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 does both in the sense where it right. he. There's the there's the real version where it's like what happens with a if a if just some normal guy tried to be a superhero and right. the movie answers that question right away he got stabbed in the gut <laughs> yeah. and hit by a car and yeah. almost died and, and it, almost died and, it, and so from from that point on it's like yeah you can't where the where the movie diverges is it's like well you can be a superhero but you can't be that and a normal guy no you have to embrace the insanity, the insanity. of of superhero ness. And which culminates in the fucking jetpack and everything. Right. People are like, that's over the top. I'm like, no, no, that's the point. That's the only way you can be a superhero is to get ridiculous. Right. You can't just be a guy and actually do this. Um, I like the casting. This, uh, yeah, this by is and a, large. the lead uh, actor. I think uh, a lot of the, the the success of the movie, if if you believe it is success, is, is based on that. The actor, I think, doesn't yeah. a really good job. He's British. He's by totally the way. British. He's, he's, actually, a, he's British as hell, and he's yeah. dating, and his his girlfriend is like thirty years older than him. Oh, Robert uh, Pattinson, rock on. Yeah, no, I, I like I, what I really like about both characters written in the book and and portrayed in the mer- movie. And here. The, these 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 two sidekicks are awesome. This, great. Yes. Yeah. The, the the pudgier guy. I just saw him in a trailer for a new movie. He's got a. He's, he was in a hot tub time machine as well. He's, and, he's, um, I just saw him in a trailer for something. Thing where he was in the uh, you know the Shia LaBeouf you yeah know, kid, the, the, kid role that, that role I'm like and good for him because even I, though he's I, even though he's almost thirty I um, like him a lot uh, what what I like about it is that the it's it when I, you know in my sort of red state rant that I went I, I said that Kevin State Kevin Smith obviously has not been to a real high school in, in over a decade like this gets it like this gets what the average teenager it's it's not anything and the book nails at home it's like we weren't uh, we weren't we weren't bad kids. We're just bored. You know, we're just, it's just, there's this doldrum, you know, uh, that, that happens every single time, uh, in there. And from down to this fantasy to just jerking off in your bedroom because you're just, you have nothing better to do. And, and this is also the moment you're watching this film and you're like, Oh, it's one of, (laughs) I don't know. It's it's already going places that I wasn't expecting. Oh yeah. As soon as, as soon as you get like the, his, his, you know, ankles twisting and the yeah. tissues in the. I'm and like, the, and this, whoa! Yeah, looking at the and actually, and uh, again, Matthew Vaughn's, uh, and we'll talk about Matthew Vaughn, the director, in a bit. But uh, his his commentary is worth listening to. One of the things he kept coming back to is they questioned when you know, do we want to go there? Do we want to uh-huh. do this? Right. And uh, and the phrase he kept coming back to is, we wanted to be brave with this movie. It's like yeah. we're just gonna go fuck it. We're just gonna we're gonna do the thing we think we should do with this movie. And uh, you know, and have an eleven-year-old say "cunt" and just right. you know, just do it. We're right. just gonna do it. She's gonna, you know, we're gonna do all the outrageous shit. We're gonna go as far as we can with it. Right. And I, I, I really like the movie. That you know, like I said, it's a, it goes there. It's a movie I, I that would, goes I would there. Argue, I would argue that the first half of this movie is, I mean, it's it's pretty much page by page, yeah, kind of identical to the book, which is what it, it gets so right. He in, in translating that to this page, he does an extraordinarily good job of keeping the the magic. Like the book to the first book to me was just a miracle that it happened. And like I was surprised that Marvel released a book like this. Produced that, by Brad Pitt. Did you yeah, see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a plan B plan B had a part of it. Um huh. but it, it uh the thing is is that a large part of this book is Mark Millar going, Hey comic book fans, fuck you. Like <laughs> and and that's and that kind of needs to be said and uh, like you know, if what does it say about you? It, it's it, it, I don't want to say it's the Watchmen of like the current time. I was but gonna, I was asking, I was gonna bring up what is this movie's relationship with Watchmen, the movie? I would say book, Watchmen but... was more of an indictment of of the geopolitical environment at the time and and you know society at large. Whereas this is just an indictment of 
the average person who isn't doing shit with their life. And and that's what I like about it. That's, a I think, a tougher target to go after. Now, in terms of how it, rea- how it reacts to the established context of what comic books are, what is the difference between Watchmen and this? Because Watchmen is much more about, I mean, it's, is, is Watchmen a satire? Well, oh, Watchmen, yeah. Watchmen, part of Watchmen is is they're going, yeah, you know those characters like Batman and stuff that you love? They're fucking crazy. Right, right. Yeah. Ultimately, they are crazy people, and you're revering them and yada yada. And this, and, now what and is the Watchmen analog? Is like, why? Why would you and, do that? And, and what is the analog point that Kickass is? This making? is saying comic fans are fucking nuts. Like, <laughs> like that. You, I don't you, know if it says. Well, that. I mean, I, not not nuts, but I would say that you can only like your. You know, if if you're really into it, uh, and if you're really into the idea of superheroes and 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 this sort of thing, like th- there's something to be said about you, and and yeah. I love that. I love the fact On, that. I mean, well, go, go ahead, you finish. You finish. No, I, I love the fact that it's it's a critique, and it's like it's cool to love these things, but it's also you know it's like if you if, you can only love it to a point before you go, you have to acknowledge like. Okay, these these characters that I'm so into would never work in our world, and yeah. and you that's know. the that's it. I mean, and you know, you have a, a a rant that you've done many times about you know comic book movies and so on. And I, I think to me, comic book movie is a is a sensibility and not necessarily specifically the source material. I understand that because you know, history of violence is not a comic book movie, even though right. it technically started as a comic book. Um, I think comic book is is a sensibility that I would portray as just. You just sort of swallow ridiculous things, you know. He yeah. got bitten by a radioactive spider, and now he shoots webs. That's fucking stupid. Right. Um, and and the idea that goes with it is you just sort of accept that. But it's true, and it happens, and and then they become heroes and they do stuff. And I think both the, the line I would draw between Kick Ass and Watchmen is they both go, if that really happened to real people, all kinds of messed up stuff would result yeah. Yeah. from that. That would not that would not go smoothly. Yeah, it yeah. would be it would not be like hey, if I, I defeated another supervillain. I mean, there'd be all this like dark. Other stuff that they would yeah. have to. Deal you're not with. dealing with supervillains. You're dealing with just dangerous fucking yeah, people. Yeah, and, and high school, you know, and crazy shit like that. So. The main difference between DC and Marvel comics is that DC comics creates an analog to our world. There's no New York City. There's no Chicago. There's no LA. There's Metropolis, Gotham, Coast City. You know, because because it's trying to create an actual mythology of a world that is not exactly ours. Marvel comics. The big difference is Peter Parker lives in New York City. Uh, you know. Uh, um, uh, the X-Men live in upstate New York. You know, they, they, they live in our world. And the problem is when you try to say, hey, our world is exactly the same, only with superheroes, that's the sort of fallacy that Marvel Comics especially has ever done is because it's like our world would not look anything like yeah. this. Yeah. And uh, That's also what Watchmen was yeah. about. It was like if this, you know, if Do- Dr. Manhattan showed up, it wouldn't just be Dr. Manhattan right. saves the day and everything else is the same. Well, what I think, everything I, is different. What I think I think Watchmen does is it takes sort of these godlike creatures and then burdens them with our world. Like it incorporates, yes, Dr. Manhattan is this. Of course the government would use him. And of course the government would outlaw this person. Of course the rich person would be into all the sorts of corporate espionage. Whereas a movie like this, I think they're saying, if a dude tried to pull a Batman, uh, or Spider Man, yeah, yeah. yeah. Spider Man. It's more Batman, more Batman, because he yeah. he's no powers. Or Punisher, which is the analog uh, to Big Daddy. Um, actually, neither of them have powers because neither is real. You know what I'm saying? But like, sorry, the, I just like the, the real world, <laughs> the real world equivalent. Uh, it, it, it would it would grind you down to a nub and turn you into paste because the world will not allow this thing to happen. Right. And I think we see this with the actual legit 
real-life superheroes that's happening. Those guys are essentially reduced to doing charity work and essentially neighborhood watch type stuff as opposed to full-on vigilante shit. There's like, a guy in Seattle, the most popular of the ones, the ones that I've heard of the most is a guy uh, in Seattle. Master whatever? Uh, Phoenix Jones, Phoenix I think Jones is Phoenix Jones is good. There's Master uh, And there's a few, there's a few guys who literally do this. And Eddie's point is right. Those, for the most part, like every now and then you'll see a cell phone video of them like breaking up a fight in front of a bar or something. But usually it's just literally helping people like cross the street and right. shit yeah. in a vinyl outfit. Hill Street would, Blues did a, did a riff on that uh, where, where the, there was a guy who was like being a superhero because mm-hmm. he was actually insane. Yeah. And he would like put on a, like a blanket around his neck and right. all this. And he would, they had a whole multi-episode arc of this guy. And the cops were like, oh, God. Because right. like now we have to save his ass all right. the time. Right? Yeah, he's making it worse. There's, yeah. I, I cut a sizzle reel for a show that was supposed to be about real life superheroes, and we profiled a lot of them. And in my end montage that I put together to what else? My hero by Fo- by Foo Fighters. Um, mm-hmm. In that end montage is my single favorite shot of all the footage that I found of these so- real life superheroes, which was a guy in a lycra jumpsuit standing on a street corner with multiple bottles of water, and he reaches out to hand one to just a citizen, <laughs> and the guy's like, "Nah," <laughs> and the guy's like, "All right." That's if you want. That's, that's great. Yeah, right. That's, right. that's superheroes in the real world. Exactly. What kind of crazy person is handing out? I'm not going to drink that water. <laughs> right, God exactly. knows what's in that water. <laughs> you're you're in a you're in a spandex jumpsuit. Some suit, lunatic like. is trying to offer me water. No, thank you. Uh, jump in real quick. I um, Mark Strong suddenly in the past like five years has become the go to villain in no like, shit, every God. every movie ever made. And I have such a man crush. On he's Mark Strong. really he's really <laughs> so good. And he's really good in this movie. Another fellow who is British, but pretending he's not. Yeah. Um, or he's Eng- Italian or, in this Or English, movie. for you know, however you want to break it down in the chat room. God knows we have that controversy Of all course, the time. this is how we know They're that both, this, obviously. this isn't the real, our real world, because the Spirit 3 exists. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. There's an in-joke right there. That they're actually making the Spirit 3. So but clearly uh, it's not our yeah. universe. But uh, but he's, I think he's really great in this. Oh, yeah. He's, it's, of, of all the many villains he's been lately... Um, this is one of my favorite roles yeah. for him. You mean you didn't like him as Sinestro? Anyway. <laughs> oh, dear. I, I did. I liked is that him the in, stuff that used to put in Doritos it. until it gets people <laughs> Yeah, until it's found out. Yeah, until it... Uh, it's that red uh, rooster sauce. It's oh, hot. Oh, dude. dude. The, yeah. The, yeah. Uh, um, I, I just... Be- before we move on from it, you, what we were talking about, this movie um, also... Um, on I believe it was Ain't It Cool, the reviewer Massaworm on there. I like Massaworm. Had, yeah. had, I like I like him too. Um, he had a really uh, interesting and insightful point to make about this because we're talking about what this is a commentary on. As a movie itself, mm-hmm. it's also a commentary slightly on the um, the trend towards realistic right. superhero movies right. and realistic crime fighters and stuff like that. And he he talks about uh, his main thing was you know f- following that through all the way. Right. You get to this really uncomfortable scene where you've got Mark Strong, this, you know, the, the crazy, he's not crazy, he's just dangerous, um, you know, the supervillain of the story beating the shit out of an 11-year-old girl. Yep. Yeah. And he's like, and the movie sits you down and goes, do you want yeah. real? That's right. Because <laughs> if <laughs> an 11-year-old girl went If you like hit girl killing people, yeah. someone's going to punch yeah. back. There's a, there's a, because, yeah, because if you want real... An eleven-year-old girl is going to get her ass whooped, right. and this guy yeah. doesn't care. And then, and then, you know, he's like, and the movie basically goes, "Do you want real? Do you want real? You don't, do you? Yeah. Right. Here's Kek ass with a bazooka. You right. can't handle the truth." <laughs> yeah, the uh, that was, and that was the thing that uh, Roger Ebert went on a bit of a crusade, like he does nowadays. About oh my god, he really didn't care for you know Mark Strong beating the shit out. I wish that guy would just keep his mouth closed. Yeah, hey, I'll tell you, my jaw was on the floor. But anyway, no. uh, I, really quickly, this I, scene, frame for frame from the book. yeah, it is. It's it's very much the introduction scene. And yeah, when 
when something's when something's right, don't mess with it. Yeah, you yeah, know, exactly. just, There it is. You, they, you know, nailed it. This is one of the they they released this early. Just yeah. this scene. Yeah, online. Yeah, online. And, it, and I I saw this and I was like, I am seeing that movie. exactly. <laughs> it was the thing where I go, I I'm in. I'm yeah. totally yep. in. I want to see where this movie goes. With that and, said, but the thing is, the movie goes exactly where it should go yeah. from right. this beginning. And the, there's that's you know people are like wait, I don't think I actually wanted it to go there. Yeah. Some people were uncomfortable. Anyway, the Roger Ebert thing. Oh, that slack jawed idiot. Yeah. Oh my god. Seriously, we that's need it. to stop. I, we only had three. <laughs> that's that's too many. That is too many. He's a nice guy, and his story is inspiring. And I'm a big fan of Roger Ebert. Yeah, I like I like Roger. I've always liked. I've always, I've always liked, liked him. I, I, you know, hey, sometimes he, he and I split on a review, and that's hey, whatever. But uh, I really was like, I th- I really didn't but I didn't agree with him on this one. I was like, yeah. no, it's like, you know, it's like if you're gonna go there, then let's go there. Let's 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 yeah. like you were saying. It's we're like, in. yeah, look, Mark Strong's beating the crap out of an 11 year old. You like that? How's that? <laughs> How's that? Yeah. How's your superhero movie? The, uh, you don't like it, do you? That yeah. is the point. Yeah. There are, with that said. Mark Strong didn't like it either, by the way. Uh, Matthew Vaughn <laughs> talks about how Mark Strong was really uncomfortable shooting that scene. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. And, and, and he was like, no, this, this is the movie we're doing. I, <laughs> and I love this. And she's like, yeah, I want a cute Kelly. I'm fucking with you. Yeah. <laughs> but the, um, the thing is, is like, there's some, with that said, and this is what I mean about like just a little bit of magic that, di- that could have translated over that didn't. There's a couple really great lines big daddy has that never made it over there's like during sort of the training montage introduction introducing them he's holding a heavy bag for her and she's kicking it and he's like do it honey beat this bag like it's motherfucking michael moore (laughs) just that i think would have just just you know a little i mean and nick cage could have just ate that alive there's one major part to big daddy's character later on that never gets revealed in the movie that i think is sort of when I'm talking about like how deep the satire goes, I think for me in the book it was like, oh shit, and then it never quite we'll pays off. Here. We'll the, talk about when that when it comes up. Comes, but yeah. yeah. I uh, I didn't want to get in on on Eddie's little thing there, but I just have to point out again, I love Nick Cage so much. <laughs> right now, yeah. the thing is, Nick Cage kind of has two modes. You can kind of either say he's awesome or he's really awesome. Right. I've never not liked. He's. Yeah, obviously. Weirdly enough, in this movie is about the most subdued we've seen him in a decade. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, right. Nick Cage does not know fractions. He just knows all in. Everything, <laughs> yeah. all in, all in. And it's easy to make fun of that. I, A, appreciate his enthusiasm, and B, always have fun watching him. Even if while I'm having fun watching him, I'm also kind of laughing. But I just, I just, he cracks me up. I think he's, I think he gets a bad rap these days. Uh, essentially because, you know, he doesn't have any money. He has to keep making movies every two seconds. But, you know, I love Nick Cage, and what I love him the, in this. I like what the, something here because this scene is a, is indicative. One of the things I like about the movie is that it, it riffs many other superhero movies. Yep, yeah. that this first is, leap, this even is, Matrix. This is uh, this is actually uh, according to the director, this is Spider Man. I was going to say yeah. straight out of Spider Man. Um, the opening, of course, is very right out of Superman. There's a there's a uh, homage. Yeah. To, there's an homage to the Batmobile later, in which and and the other thing that's great, and we're not getting the benefit of it here, is the score. I think is I love the score of this movie that had multiple multiple composers it wasn't just one composer who even Danny Elfman does a cameo um, Danny Elfman scored <laughs> why one not the, weirdly enough it's not the Batman score that sounds like Batman that wasn't Danny Elfman he did another piece of the, uh, music for this movie but um, it, it does these little riffs on other movies like when they get in the Mistmobile suddenly the movie the, the score goes very Elfman-esque Batmobile um, the Superman score sort of you know starts at the beginning there, there actually is um, a, uh, an actual clip of Morricone is, is whipped in there okay. um, with uh, when Hit Girl is uh, killing the guys so it's 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 playing all these different genre notes 
and I think it's really fun that it uh, you know it's it's homaging those movies at the same time. <laughs> and of course, the full on super full on Superman. Christopher Reeves. And of course, it has no it has logo. No symbol. Yeah, it's just yeah, a, it's, it's just green. a wetsuit. I loved it earlier, and it's in the book too. But I love earlier. It's like God, this thing's so hot. Like I can't yeah. wear it all day. There, there too. See right there. It's like here he goes. I'm a superhero, and these punks. Their their instinct is to laugh. Like what the fuck is that? Right. He would actually look less goofy if he didn't have that. Thing around the nose, the nose, like a yeah, and he the didn't have nose. that in the, that, that. That's my biggest. That's the big difference. The yeah, the flaw. kick ass in the cartoon, uh, in the comic, uh, has no mouth opening. Right. It's, yeah, a, it's, it's a Spider Man face. Yeah, exactly. But I think for the purpose of the movie, I think I, I can see why they did it. Plus well, the stupid looking panda nose. Yeah. One thing I want to say on a second level that I think was a good decision here: um, the the palette is very clean, the colors are very vibrant. It's shot in a way that's very just. It's very. It's not quite candy coated, but it's very. It just feels very natural. The art in the book is done by John Romita Jr. And if you know the, if you know anything about the Romita brothers and and uh, their style of art, it's very um, sort of sketchy and it's sort of ragged around the edges and it's it's just very dirty. Uh, and I like that. If they would have really pushed this thing visually to, if they tried to match that, it would not have worked at all. Yeah. And I think the fact that it, like and whatever the analog to shooting would have been that way. Uh, I, I I like the the choice here to just make everything clean and vibrant and pop. Well, it's it's uh, you Speaking know it's popping. Yeah, three, yeah. two, <laughs> boom. This movie, uh, the movie is basically tricking you visually mm-hmm. into thinking it's a Spider-Man movie. You look at it, yeah. it the palette yeah. feels yeah. just like a Spider-Man movie, right. and you're like, okay, I see where this is going. And then, sh- and then he gets hit by a car, and you're like, what the fuck <laughs> is going on? I did not see that coming. He just at got all. stabbed. Neither did he. Hey, yeah. with the also the the fact that you know. The fact that, that that fight is over in eight seconds. Yeah. It's like he swings, he misses, the guy stabs him. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. There got, you go. When he got the, the stab in the gut, I was like, okay, I officially have no idea what yeah, this movie that was, is going to I do. I was stunned. I was like, <laughs> huh, okay. Did not expect that. I don't um, know where this is going. And then this part here, too. is, just, And I also like that multiple times in the movie, you know, the, the, when, when you get punched in the face, you know, or hit by a car, it's like... You know, in, in movies and TVs, the trope is like, oh, I'm just going to put my hand in my face for the next shot, and that's it. It's like, no, right. you're, you're, your face you would swell up like a base. Hit, yeah. yeah. You'd be covered with blood. You'd be, you know, dazed for four days. You know, it, it covers that. Um, there's, another, there's another thing that sort of happened in the book that I, I think, you know, and again, you're, you're going you're gonna to kill your babies, and you're going to lose a lot of things. And, and this is what, again, it's not, it's just, there's little things that I think in the source that push it just over the edge, which is, um, you know, when they show him recovering, they show like his father having to work a second job to pay for the medical bills. He has to get like physical therapy. He's down for the better part of a year. Yeah, it, show, uh, it, it, it talks about that. that and, and that's like, and that thematically works to what they're trying to say. Like, hey, one messed up fight, unless you're Bruce Wayne and you have a butler <laughs> yeah, who just exactly. happens to be a triage yeah. nurse. Yeah, who um, can do can do your stitches for you're, you. You're gonna you're gonna be down for a bit. So. By the way, real, real quick thing, weird, weird trivia. See that piece of art on the left. On the wall behind him, it's, it's in two yes. shots. See that? Brave men. That's actual. It's actual. All this is actual art. Reproductions of actual f- fine art. Um, that that's that's someone's art piece of uh, O.J. Simpson's view from the passenger seat of the Bronco. Oh, yeah, it's right there on the right yeah. hand side. <laughs> that's what that is. But uh, I thought this was a really fun choice. Uh, again, that Vaughn talked about is usually you know the the New York the sort of stereotypical New York you know crime boss lives in some kind of like god-awful guilt-edged Donald Trump world. Right. And he said, what if this guy was just, like, classy as hell? (laughs) What if he was just, like, had beautiful, you know, taste in actual art and was always impeccably dressed and, you know, had books and things like that, even if it's a pretense? But he actually lives in a very, like, a place you go, I would totally live in that apartment. That is an awesome penthouse. (laughs) Uh, And the other thing, just stylistically, is... uh, 
and it's carried through the whole movie. It's it's the orange. Yeah, the orange. It's not hard to spot that, <laughs> that his signature color is uh, orange. The other, the other thing that was uh it was a it was a a pretty big choice to make early on in in this, and I actually agree with it. Um, the character of uh, the Red Mist, you don't find out his father is a crime boss until towards the end. Uh, but here they just they just lay it out up front, just say, "Yep, he's that's his dad." And I'm actually okay with that. I kind of like you the need to get the villain introduced. Yeah. You I like I like the dual sort of origin story that you yeah. get to follow in yeah. real time of both these guys. I'm, think, I'm actually okay. I with think that. that's a good thing. Yeah, because because Red Mist just shows up. You don't find out any of this background stuff until right. much later. So it's good to see that develop. Although I will say that um, they they develop it and they develop kind of where Red Mist is coming from and. He goes through this arc where he kind of he he comes to understand Kickass, and then that's just abandoned in the climax. Yeah, you know, and yeah. that, that is that's that, probably the one that's major my, issue. I my have one question film. is is I I I'm unclear as to Red Mist's motivation. Yeah, right. I don't know if he genuinely. I I, th- I come down on I think he's supposed to genuinely admire Kickass. Yeah, he he did, and. And, and jealous, he, and yet he 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 betrays him so easily. It's like it's I'm just I it's yeah. It feels like there's one a more little scene yeah a little if it could be I a mean, little sharper. The, the 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 point as I understood it in the book was that he wants his father's respect. He sees Kickass doing something that, and as a comic fan himself, he really admires and respects the hell out of that. He becomes friends with him, you know, originally just to just to because he legitimately likes him and likes what he does. But then he sort of realizes his two worlds can't exactly meet, and he'd much rather yeah. have the respect I just of think his it's, father. It's, it's in the and and maybe it's uh, just for me. I'm going to say is is uh, McLovin uh, is the is the weakest actor, and it's not that he's bad. It's just that I just I I, I can't not see McLovin, you know, in, in his right. in his performance. I I I'd like to see Chris Berman's Blast do more stuff. Um I wonder if he's got more stuff. I I'm, um, I, I hope he does. Cuz when they originally announced him for Red Miss, I was like, "Ooh, that's going to be cool." And it it didn't quite it didn't quite land as much as I yeah. wanted it to. Like in a scene like this, I I it's like when he I I just feel like Here he's good. It's just, it's when he I don't it's, know. it's I, again this the through line. I'm just not right. didn't quite nail it, but um which are just a weird non sequitur. Um, I, I recently uh, was acquainted <laughs> this with. Shit cracks me. Up. Yeah, I recently Sorry. was acquainted with um, a guy who um, he's he's been he's friends with the Moretz family. He's he went to school with like Chloe Moretz's older brother. Yeah, who's like who know, who's I guess related to Jamie King and her. Husband I think yeah, I think yeah. that's yeah. There's uh, there's a whole crowd. But I uh, he just happened to mention that he you know just that uh, he he's buddies with uh, Chloe Moretz's older brother and uh, and I said what is so okay so like. You're hanging out with your buddy. He's got like a six-year-old sister. Hey, Chloe, what's up? Five years later, she's a movie star. What's that like? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he says it was. It was. Yeah. Kind of weird. What's, what's kind of weird? What's kind of creepy now? She's fifteen. Yeah. It's getting a little awkward. Yeah. She's becoming a. She's becoming a young lady. And yeah. uh. And it, I mean, if you've ever seen her in, in Let Me In, which I I have not seen Let Me In. I'm because I was I saw the original. Yeah. But I, I, seen I was I was shocked how much I liked Let Me In. Yeah, uh, Let Me In's really good. I like uh, Let Me and, in. and and her specifically, I felt was very good. She, like I said, she is the. As far as like an introduction, hello world, I'm a I'm a yeah, person. Boom. Yeah, this I can't think of a better and and Vaughn choice. mentions that he goes, yeah, we cast and since she walked in, it was one of those. Yep, we got hit girl. Yep, we found her. Here she is. She's also been in the Wimpy Kid movies. <laughs> yeah, strangely <laughs> enough. So, so I do remember her in popping up in the trailer for the first one. Yeah, uh, there's that one gentleman. Um, you see him in a uh, Band of Brothers. He, yes, the fellow on the yeah. right. He's also in uh, Layer Cake. Apparently, he's yes. a, he's a Matthew Vaughn. Uh, um, this the fellow on the yeah. 
I, I do remember him from Band of Brothers. That's what I right. associate him with. The microwave. There's, there's actually, I, apparently, there's an in joke. There's a layer cake in joke that comes up later. I do like this. Yeah, I do this like is, I, this. Is inte- this is supposed to be exactly what you think it is. I this like the hat. Absolutely, the absolutely the Wolverine. But again, he's reference. just sort of he's up and walking around, and like I sort of miss that. Hey, this thing you did sort of destroyed your father's life. You know, <laughs> yeah. like. And also. Uh, it, it, there's also the bit, uh, the, and, and people brought it up a lot. The the book is a great deal more homophobic than the, the quite movies, a bit, yeah. but but there there was the uh, the bit where he had did he, did he take off the costume or did he beg the EMTs to do it? Either way, his his dad was like, so uh, apparently they found you naked in the street. Are you <laughs> some kind of sex pervert? No, but <laughs> no, but his father was all like, his father was like, if you are, that's let's just talk about it. Yeah. Like let's you know let's you you shouldn't. F- and his father felt guilt because like my poor son is finding love in the streets because I'm never home and <laughs> like it just it, the the his father is I mean almost as like as noble as uh, as um. Uh, Bella Swan's father, yeah. uh, like he's he's just he's just the job of this movie. Speaking of naked in the street, yes. right. I've that, actually that de- was me. How I've was actually, your evening? I've actually devoted uh, a little bit of time to thinking, just in case you know, whenever I end up going back in time, you know, um, hundreds and hundreds of years into it, and I don't know where I ended up. So I'm, I'm just like all of a sudden back in time. There's no cars, there's nothing, and I don't know where I am. Say I'm somewhere just in the middle of absolutely nowhere, uh, and in, in any country, I have no idea. My strategy since I have no idea how I'm going to be perceived, is to take off all my clothes and pretend I'm mute. Because if you don't have any clothing or voice, then they may or may not immediately kill you. (laughs) If it's just like, I don't know who the fuck this guy is, let's put him in some clothing, then I get period clothing that way, as opposed to... Oh, medieval France. Exactly, showing up in fucking St. Augustine in a hoodie... In 1500, so it's like it's like Bill and Ted. Right. You you're you're Napoleon at Raging Waters. Yeah, yeah. water water loops. In the chat room, a big damn artist is uh, asking me to mention butterfly knives. I know how to do most of the stuff she was doing with the ballad song a second ago. It's one of my many completely useless talents. And kids, what is it called in Filipino? The ballad song. The ballad song. That's one of the trivia. And why questions. are Marines called leathernecks? Because when they were uh, stationed in uh, the Philippines. Uh, too many dudes were pulling ballot songs and cutting throats, so there was one Marine Corps colonel who made ev- all of his uh, Marines wear a leather collar around their necks whenever they're on and off duty, and hence the nickname Leathernecks. How about that? The human head weighs eight you pounds. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, and this and this part of the movie, th- this was like sort of the at this point it was like the break of like okay, we're we're making some different choices in the book, and I was all right with that because so far everything was you know everything is still plain and still true to sort of this world they created. I do like, I, I don't know what he's doing, but it just seems like I don't a, a slight silhouette. I think maybe in the in the corners. I'm not exactly sure, but he he gets playing with a little bit. the the palette the the colors kind of change a little bit here, and mm-hmm. I don't know what that's representative of. I just feel like there after he gets um, hit by the car, the the movie kind of has its first sort of major tonal shift. But again, I just refer interesting thing to refer to the Matthew Vaughn commentary. He, he mentions first of all he mentions that he, he they had a hard time grading the first reel. Right. He was never happy with the color grading of right. the first reel. Um and the other thing is Matthew Vaughn's colorblind. Oh yeah. shit. Sure. <laughs> yeah, he mentions that he's colorblind. So uh, he, one of the reasons he put uh, uh Mark Strong's character in orange is because as he says it, I can kind of recognize orange. <laughs> so it's like, it's Man, like, what talk about trusting your production. Designer. I know, it's like well, it's like, yo, the colors are beautiful. And I Oh, I, he's in a green suit. Yeah, it, it's green. It's totally green, I swear to God. It's it is, and actually, this is interesting seeing it on. The, seeing it <laughs> That's on my the, favorite movie. Does yeah, seeing it on. A, I like the one where he goes. I think it's best if you just. Walk and that away. I really like the uh, the high angle MySpace photo. Yeah. Um, Again, I, I think it's it's it, it's walking that really weird line of like I'm a superhero with no you know without 
I'm not a millionaire and I don't have a, you know, a butler who can build cars. Right. So, uh, so what are you going to do? <laughs> I, I guess I'll open a MySpace page. I love that. It's unfortunate the movie was like, ooh, two, yeah. two weeks too late on the MySpace thing. Yeah. That was, uh, I was just thinking exactly that where I was like, that's a weird way that this movie is dated. Yeah. That he's using right. all things. Yeah, exactly. Right. Oh, that, that literally is so 2009. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, the book came out in, I want to say 2008 or 2000, maybe even 2007. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, but so far, what you saw right there with right here, that's what the real, real life superheroes do by and large throughout the days yeah. to sort of patrol and find cats and try to be <laughs> and helpful, have MySpace pages. helpful citizens. And yeah, no, it's crazy how the social, how, like how much legit social networking goes on behind that. There's like a whole, there's like a whole like network of, of, of forums dedicated just for guys who, who do this sort of thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful thing about the internet, boy. No matter what you're into, someone someone out there has got it too. Exactly. And you just now you can find each other. That's not necessarily a good thing, really. Yeah. <laughs> have any of you guys ever been up on a billboard like that? Uh, ever had no. occasion? No, don't think I have. Uh, damn, that guy took a nice yeah. fall. Getting <laughs> pretty good bump. Yeah. The uh, the thing is about those billboards is there's a ladder built into it, yeah. starting eight feet up. Yeah. So you can well, I think it's twelve feet up. So you can't jump and get onto the ladder and climb up. But if you bring a ladder, the rest of it's there for you. You can bring like a shitty ass ladder and get on top of a billboard. And uh, I had some buddies in high school that used that fatal flaw in the design of billboards to um, destroy a lot of marketing <laughs> in uh, Indiana in the early two thousands. Now, now they know. Now they know who it was. <laughs> I love the street thug who just happens to know a really good round kick to the leg. Um, yeah. But uh, but this was yeah this is this is a good kind of iconic moment from the book that this is the sort of propels the action in the in, in the rest of the movie and again the, what I love about it is that you don't really need to know how to fight if you have two sticks yeah like I mean you <laughs> that's another thing I love about Kickass is like I'm just gonna beat people with a stick that's yeah. my and thing that, and that's and that's often enough like uh, seriously just yeah. if you if you manage to not again, get hit enough one good hit and it doesn't matter right. how much karate the other guy oh does. totally no no yeah. I I always say like people you know I always say yes I've trained my whole life. But anyone can knock me out. Like I just, <laughs> yeah, it just I, takes. It takes. If one I came mistake, up behind you with a cinder block, th- yes, twelve years of martial arts training, you would be win. Down the drain, you win. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yes. Which is like I think the movie takes it to the next level later when Big Daddy, who is ostensibly taken on Batman as a persona, but he uses shotguns and pistols, which is disturbing totally. as hell. Totally. It's like like to see Batman like just what? Batman is using guns. That is right. not fair. That is so unfair. By that's the, the point. It's supposed to be unfair. Well, that was my favorite sort of revision with Captain America is that you know Captain America always had the shield, but when they finally yeah, did, like, when they did the ultimate realize like, machine guns, it's like yeah. you, you know Captain America fought in World War II, right? And so yeah. they showed him with a pistol and, and a machine yeah. gun and and because, and, because, and being because racist. If he, did, if he you know? didn't, that would be stupid. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I and I also like the line coming up where you know he's like, "What's wrong with you?" He's like, "You're beating." It's like four against one. Everyone's filming this, and you're saying, "What's wrong with me?" <laughs> And, and like that's that's a moment where I was legitimately like, "Whoa, this movie just like did a thing to right. to me," because <laughs> it got philosophical, and he's totally right right now. <laughs> and it even makes them go, uh, "Oh, yeah, yeah, good point, yeah, true." <laughs> oh, also, we're on camera, so <laughs> that's yeah. no good. So yeah, it's like again, Kickass is uh, it's the he again he has no skills whatsoever. Yeah, it's just the fact that he's kind of lucky and he's just he he won't, he's just doing it. Yeah, he's that, lucky that and ha- got balls. Half right. the time people kind of go, well, shit, okay. He's he's too dumb to fucking know better. If it me- if it <laughs> means that much to you, then fuck it. Okay, fine. Kickass is the Dunning Kruger superhero. <laughs> but 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 th- but what keeps him going is is this moment, and that's why this scene is so pivotal. It's not to if if I I get in my hypothesis is. 
had he not been filmed, had he not become a viral hit, it would have probably stopped very soon. Yeah. You know, yeah. not long after that. But it's it's it's. Re- and that's our, and that's so reflective of our culture, and that's what works about both the source material and the movie is that we're a society that does little but but celebrates it like it's a lot. Yeah, and 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 uh, the kids these days. Um, but <laughs> yeah. it's it's you know the fact is that you can take one moment where you do something pretty cool, but through people replaying it and watching on the internet, it's like that moment becomes immortal. That projection of yourself becomes bigger than you. And that, it, it talks about in the book, is what he becomes sort of addicted to. He can't stop. And there's a great moment later on in the book where he says, you know, I know me, I'm, he's distancing himself from his father, he's going out late at night, and he knows it's killing him. He keeps trying to stop, but he can't. Because he's addicted to this other persona and, and, the, and the fame of it. I mean, and really, like, Spider-Man kind of did that because he was always taking photos of himself. But in the book, it was always like, oh, he's, that's how he makes money is selling shots of Spider-Man. It's like, well, no, really, he would sell, take all his photos of him because it's fucking awesome. He's yeah. doing an awesome thing. I think I think uh, I like the way that Iron Man kind of touches on that, too, that being Iron Man is kind of an addiction of one of, many, one of Tony Stark's many addictions. Many addictions, That's yeah. destroying him, that he can't stop being good. You know, he can't quit. And then Colin Ferguson shows up. Yay! We like Colin Ferguson. Colin Ferguson's awesome. Craig? Craig Ferguson, yeah. Him, him too is like also him too. awesome. Yeah. Colin Ferguson. All those Ferguson's Actually, Colin, just Colin Ferguson's a dick. I just wanted to go on record yeah. with that. But Craig Ferguson's awesome. What he said to my mother that one time was just unacceptable. Oh, yeah. Look at all the Nick Cage... There's a lot of it there, and I like his little. I like his little laugh uh, that he does there. He's <laughs> just he's he he uh, he really does get sort of both sides of of Big Daddy and sort of his uh, you know his alter ego very well. This movie, uh, by the way, was the first Matthew Vaughn movie I'd seen. Um, really? Which made me kind of go, oh, I should check out this Matthew Vaughn what guy. Did, what else has he done? He's done Stardust. Stardust. Oh. Which, apparently, which I then checked out, and I was like, okay, that's a cute movie. X-Men didn't, First Class. Didn't rock me. But then X-Men First Class, which is dumber than Bag of Hammers because it's an X-Men movie, but it's a really good it's X-Men movie. It's fucking good. It's really, really well-made, you know, really made, made movie of a dumb thing. But uh, <laughs> but he did a really good job. I, it's a totally entertaining, watchable X-Men movie. And. And no, Layer Cake, no, which yeah. people, is apparently is, is a kind of a cult classic. Uh, it's a, it's, a, not it's his locks. That's where Daniel Craig comes from. Yeah. And he also was a, well, he was a producer of uh, for Richie, so he produced like Lock, Stock, mm-hmm. and Two Smoking Barrels. Okay. So you, yeah. you can definitely see that kind of sensibility in this movie. That I, this is kind of like an American with that same sort of kind of vibe I to it. I do find it fascinating that he's one of the few guys who came from producing into directing. Yeah. Like he had a full established career as a producer and then said, you know what? I think I'm good. I think I can do this. And in fact, he did. Uh, and so I give him a lot of props. For that. I know some producers who turn into directors, and result, your mileage may vary. Of course, he yeah. he was. What's interesting is he was supposed to direct X Men Three, and that was like the big dust up. Is that he was hired to do X Men Three? He did a lot of work on it. Everything was great, and then um, basically because of travel and his family, he he couldn't, in good conscience, relocate to America and take his entire family with him for as long as he did. Um, and, uh, and, and, and that's why we got the Brett Ratner X-Men three, yeah. um, because Brett Ratner literally had six weeks to, uh, to take it over on. Well, he made a great X-Men movie, but now I'm pissed at him because, because <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, he made that awful one too. <laughs> it's his fault. Blood's on your hands, Matthew Vaughn. <laughs> yeah. It's funny that he went from this, you know, deconstructionist superhero movie to having to make a real one. Yeah. Right. You know, that had to be, you know, totally. But, but, but look at what he did in, 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 uh, first classes. And what he did was he got the first, what, what was cool about the first run of those X-Men comics that did come out in the sixties and were very much a product of that time. And that's, and, and that made sense, you know, and the sort of the fear of the Cuban missile crisis and all that other stuff. So. I, uh, I I liked that um, 
they they very wisely compressed this because this was just a random thing. Yeah. It wasn't the girl who yes, asked exactly. him to do this. Exactly. So so this actually became more significant that he I chose to go I completely agree with you on that. Yeah, the fact that cuz movie logic, you know, yeah. it's like it And in the sense. book, in the book, yeah, the girl asked him like, "Oh, this guy's giving me a hard time." And and it's like, "Well, then why is Katie Dome hanging out? What?" Like, yeah, it's and, still and, weird that she, she who, how did Katie yeah, apparently they met at the needle exchange, yeah. but sure. No, she was she was get involved with this no, guy. She was with no, she wasn't involved with Razul at all. Right. Like, I'm talking about in the movie, like, the context yeah, of the movie yeah, yeah. is like yeah, well, in the context This of the is movie. a guy that she has trouble with. But by the way, this this the piece of music that's playing here that we're not listening to is the Danny Elfman piece. Oh, okay. I should say we we've passed through a lot of music from uh from Prodigy so far. They uses like three tracks off of Invaders Must Die. The opening track it uses stand up, which uh, uh, which I've used in many sizzle reels, and uh, and then it uses another tractor in the, the the big beat down that happens. Once we're once we're in this sequence, uh, I think it like you said it's, it's a different setup, but the sequence itself is is straight out of the comic, right? Um, in, down to what even the way the the all these guys are the the costumes they're wearing is like right, right out of the right out of the, the the pictures. And again, in in the comics, we don't meet he, we don't meet Hit Girl or Big Daddy at all until <sighs> the scene. Yeah. But I th- I think it is. A, to the strength of this movie, the fact that it sort of starts all three characters roughly around the same time, and their their lives run parallel until they actually meet. So, yeah, stru- structurally, I think that's much better. Although the the um, the sudden appearance of other superheroes into Kickass's world is right. very is very powerful in the in that story as well. But in terms of telling a story about the whole group of them, it makes more sense, like you said, to right. introduce them all at the same time and be like, "Oh, how are these going to come together?" <laughs> right. Yeah, it was, and this is also like you were saying, uh, the palette is does not pop the way it was popping. No, before. Not, not quite as much. <laughs> things, it's a bit more shadow. And things bit, have gotten know. much less. Uh, co- uh, there's a lot of red going everybody's on. Here, clo- so. Everybody's clothes are always very. Um, very bright. Yeah, like there's no real distress going on in sort of anyone's ro- wardrobe unless they've just been stabbed. Uh, yeah. Which, by the way, people are about to get stabbed. Yeah, yeah. Um, everybody in this room is about to get stabbed. And I gotta say, like seeing seeing the scene come alive, uh, really, really was a joy. Yeah, because like, you get because you get images of it, and and no one choreographs a fight worse than a comic book artist. <laughs> um, so seeing this actually sort of become a thing. Was was a big. This big is the scene where I mean, this is the scene that if you if you were drawn in by the ad campaign, which I was, this is a scene you came to see. You're like, I, I yeah, this totally. is this is shit I want to see. And they deliver it. I mean, there's this, and then there's her rampage toward the end when she goes down the hall, which is also right. I think fantastic. Um, but the thing that I did not expect about this scene, and I may be the only one in the room that responded to this, but the the music that plays, oh yeah, is the banana splits. Theme, <laughs> yep, which fucking blew my mind <laughs> because I used to watch the banana splits when I was fucking seven years old. On TV, and not only is it not the original, it's not the original Banana Splits theme, it's the Dickies cover version of the Banana Splits theme. <laughs> the Dickies were a L.A. punk band in the yes, 80s. Yes, And when I heard the Dickies do a cover of the Banana Splits theme, I thought I'd lost my mind. <laughs> and here's um, the line. And there it is. And then, so it's like, yeah, this is the, this is the movie, right? <laughs> like, and I, that, that, that three seconds is like, that's the movie. If, if, you're, if you're down with it. Then this is your movie. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, the, the idea that it's you know this 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 rocked and, out kids kids hey, TV show yes. theme. What's yeah. that weapon called? Uh, it's a double ended naginata. That's a very scary 
weapon. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, which I got to give props. The Naginata in traditional Japanese culture is a woman's weapon. It's basically what you left with the woman at the house to defend themselves with. <laughs> she, well, she, looks threshed, like, she threshed wheat and killed bad guys. It's like much. a yeah. paddle made out of knives. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I got to say, I'm glad that yeah. I, I there's very little of the choreography where she knocks a dude down from hitting him. It's nine times out of ten if a dude goes down, it's because she just stabbed him. There, the, she gets a couple, like, I think, oh. I think one too many kicks off because realistically, just, you know, mass, force, acceleration, all that yeah. other stuff. She just doesn't have she's, the mass she's, to, she's, yeah, to do she, it. She could land that shit square and, uh, and it wouldn't quite just work. Just bounce off, you know. I, and I, I do remember, I do love the fact that um, I remember when she delivered that line, and everyone there was such outrage about it. There was one media critic in particular who said, uh, "Cunts." Well, yeah, one media critic in particular said, "Well, since her mother thought it was okay for her to say cunt in a movie, then I guess she doesn't mind me calling her a cunt." And it's like, dude, what? The, you missed the point entirely. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So my whole wow. thing. Did you, did any this of you is, guys? This is a movie for people who, who like to miss the point. Did yeah. any of you guys grow up knowing the word cunt at all? Like, uh, I knew the no. word fuck, and I knew it was a bad word. But I had literally never heard the word cunt. So uh, when I first, the Lambs. So when I... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah when I I, but when I first, like, heard, oh, this is, like, the baddest of the bad words, I was like, that word has absolutely no meaning to me at all. Yeah. It's like you just said, Allah, is the worst word you could say. I'm like, Allah, it's fun to say, though. So, cunt, cunt, cunt. <laughs> yeah. It um, is. It is one of the. It's one of the. It's one of the ones that we've. You know, it's like the N word. We've just decided like that's the one you can't say. That's the one. Don't ever say that. You know, you can say fuck ten thousand times now, but you can't say. You can't say cunt. So, so again, the the movie deliberately went there. It's like, yeah. well, guess what? We're this is the movie we're doing. Uh, you know, it's like it, It's. I think it's a. Again, it's a, a great commentary on just this weird puritanical society we have. I was, yeah, I like it that she stabbed dudes and cut legs off, but I was really offended when she said cunt. Yeah. Exactly. That bugged exactly. me. I was bugged by that. Three days later, I was still worried about that. I'll, 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 right. out. Yeah, although to be fair, um, I mean, Ebert, Ebert was talking about, he was like, oh, and there's a whole scene where it's you know glorifying her killing. I'm like, no, the movie is horrified that she's doing this. Yeah. The <laughs> yeah. movie, if and you the look movie at is, Kick-Ass... The, the movie, movie is quivering in the corner yeah. crying. The, there's a character who says, this is fucked up. Yeah. Kick-Ass is us in this. Yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. And, well, I'm talking about the, the, the cop you know the yeah. partner who comes yeah. to and well, says flat out to Lincoln's cage. You're this is what the hell, yeah. man? Yeah, well, this well, is wrong. Kickass literally said this is so fucked up, and yeah. then and then there's that that character as well. So it's like, yeah, the the movie is very clearly saying what Big Daddy is doing to her is not okay. Yeah, it's <laughs> this brain is brain right. it's, it's awful. Yeah, you it's know, awful. And, what's happening? And it's it plays off the uh, you know the the moments that I like is in that in that little scene we just had where where she'll she'll stab the guy, but then she looks to kick ass with the, for for acknowledgement, like right. huh. I, was, I killed him. I totally did. good, right? This is well, fun, huh? Yeah. I just like the move where she's she wants to pull out the balisong, so she's like, I don't need to hold this for a second. And she just yeah, kind she, of like, yeah. she's like she like you're you're shoveling something in your yard, and you just put yeah. the shovel back she in the ground for a second. Guy. Just clunk. all right, hold on. We're a little trivia, by the way. Matthew Vaughn is like one of those guys. that's like, dude, you uh, you're like a god. Um, that's his wife there, Claudia Schiffer. Um, oh yeah, that's yeah, right. He's married to super, yeah, super fuck you Claudia. for winning at everything. I know exactly. <laughs> and Matthew it's Vaughn's um married it is to Claudia Schiffer. The generally accepted rumor. Uh, the we think it's true, but we don't ex- exactly know it's true. Is that he uh, also got January Jones pregnant? That's, that's oh that. yeah on on X Men. Oh Matthew, during X Men, you 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 Zarban uh, is going to be so mad at us <laughs> now. He loses you, points for, for spreading scamped. those rumors. Um, no, I what, said it was a rumor. What, what I, I did, what I said was a fact. Is that Walt Disney hated the Jews? That's, yes. that's true. What we, uh, what I love most. Come about, at me, Zarban. <laughs> he was who he was. What I, what I love most about the relationship between uh, Kickass and Hit Girl 
is really when you think about it, she's the big sister. She's the one who's like, and every and the way she looks at him, the way she Welcome talks to him. Welcome into the world. Yeah, it's yeah. just like it's just very like, come on, little brother. It's very much that. There's this sort of tragic maturity to her. Um, and that, and it's, but it's also it's also twisted. There's a scene that comes up uh, fairly soon here where where they come into his bedroom. I think it's the next scene going to be, be where they suddenly appear back in his right. bedroom, kind of sooner than you thought you'd see them again. Like, oh, right. they're back again. Um, guy, guy, really quick. Guy on the right was uh, he played Grandma in Rounders, kind of an underrated movie. Oh, awesome. but, uh, oh my god, he yeah. was ra- wow. Yeah, he's really good. I, I like I mean, Rounders. Yeah, uh, Rounders is a it's a fun movie. It, it gets. I it think gets, it's on Netflix right now. Ed it Norton, gets a lot Matt of uh, it gets a lot of uh, uh, it's very quotable in the poker community uh, for mainly how over the top John Malkovich's yeah. accent is. But, he beat me. Anyway, go so ahead. Uh, even I know even I know about the Russian accent. So. Every every little uh, every like popular but less less ubiquitous game or sport like poker or pool or whatever you want to do all they all have like a cult movie yeah like billiards Save has uh searching for bobby fisher searching for bobby fisher i fucking love that movie you yeah. got a uh, what is uh what's that movie that mars callahan made for the pool community pool hall junkies, pool hall junkies. and you've got rounders for poker and yeah we, guys, we could make a Scrabble movie. We would be really, <laughs> we would be, belo- we'd be <laughs> beloved in a very small movie. community. Boggle. Connect Boggle. Four. Boggle. The Boggle. Boggle the movie. There you go. Let's get Hasbro on the line, whoever that Fucking is. Fucking oh, bobsledding has a movie. The, no, be careful. If we get, if we actually get Hasbro on the line, it'll be about giant robots. Yeah, and they're, really. They're oh, in the shape God, of I just fucking... saw the hey, new hey, Battleship hey, trailer last night. Come just, at me, Hasbro. I wanted to kill myself. <laughs> anyway, the uh, what I was, the point I was going to make here is, the way I the way I read this whole thing is that again because she's been raised on comic books you know she's been trained on comic books as as this the little visual joke later when he goes no more homework and she's reading a comic book so literally he's like that's that's the homeschooling that he's giving her is reading right. comics but but it also she's you were saying that she's mature it's like but she's playing at being mature like there's the moment the most disturbing thing that she does in this whole movie to me is at the end of this scene when she walks out the door the window and she gives him a little kiss like. Pleasant dreams. It's like, you're 11. That's gross. That's, that's yeah. so gross that's that so you just wrong. did that. That's not right. You should not be doing that. Comic books have, have over-sexualized. Yeah, it's like, you're not Batgirl. No. You're 11. Yeah. Thank God her outfit isn't like Power Girls and for all my... Yeah, that's, yeah a nice, that's a nice dog whistle to all the comic readers. It could be like creepy as hell. And uh, again, a story from, uh, from the commentary track. Apparently... Um, Vaughn had a the editor when the dailies for this scene came in. The editor had like a huge like, you have to reshoot this. This is the you, you can't Cage isn't going to talk like that, right? Cage, <laughs> he, he, the editor was like, "This does not work. You can't do this. Right. You have to reshoot. This is going to ruin the movie." Um, and uh, you know they stuck to their guns. <laughs> and the, the, I like the choice. Yeah, I think it's great. It's like again, he's not he's playing at a character that he thinks right. he should be. Yeah. So he's doing Adam West. He's deliberately what's fun, what's doing Adam that, West. It's the exact it's, same justification for fucking Christian Bale's Batman voice. Yeah, he's he's, he's faking a voice. He's because that's not his voice. So he's what, being. I else. still have the arguments like, but that's but it, so but what I love about it, it's subtle. It's a subtle choice, but it's an it's a complete inverse of Kickass. Kickass wants a tough guy aesthetic with no actual qualifications <laughs> for being tough. Yeah, and. Big Daddy is a former cop. He knows how to do all this shit, but his infatuation is with the aesthetic of the 60s Batman, which yeah. I, I think is great. I think that's Except a great Except with choice. guns and shotguns, guns and, and, shotguns. Guns and clubs. Yeah. yeah, if Adam West is like, well, Robin, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that's that's a great choice. Old chum, I'm tired of getting beat to shit. Perhaps we should start using guns. Perhaps a Claymore mine. Yes. Now here's the, apparently, the, I have not seen Layer Cake. Has anyone seen Layer Cake? Yes. Uh, um, I have. I don't apparently really remember, this guy's though. character, according to Vaughn, he says that this guy's character at the end of Layer Cake drives off in a yellow Range Rover. Yes. Mm. So this is the little homage sense. to Layer yeah, Cake. Yeah. Is this is this is sort of the, the, the what you didn't know was this is the end. now here again where the movie kind of goes. This is the movie, kids. Yeah. This is the movie we're doing. <laughs> An eleven-year-old girl just murdered a man in cold blood. Yeah. Just That's... crushed them. 
That is the best car crushing death since Black it's Bill It's really well, It's amazingly well done, too. Yeah. It's just like it's a beautiful bit. And like, here comes the paint. He, oh, there it when is. When he pops. Oh, he, oh, he burst. Yeah. So. That is really horrifying. <laughs> it, 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 it kind yeah. of is. But you're, and you're like, wait, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought they wait, whoa. <laughs> and, and even after you saw her murder a bunch of people, that feels it, worse. It, this somehow feels worse. Yeah. My only regret with this movie in terms of like how it could have carried the satire to its full conclusion is I really wish it had come out uh, Memorial Day weekend. <laughs> like I really wish it would have been <laughs> And I love that she's <laughs> helping her do her breast exam. Yeah, really. Yeah. And I, okay. Oh, you crazy kids! Uh, and and I don't know. I mean, is that what it is? I thought they were they were doing like no self tanning. Self tanning. That's what it is. Yeah, I think I, I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm misunderstood. They, they, they probably cut out the, uh, the breast position, exam. Help me with my breast exam. In his position, I would be a little worried about wearing tidy whities Yeah. Yes, just, I would too. Just because you know that's why, that's why he's standing behind her in the mirror. I'm, right. Yeah. I'm yeah. Sweatpants, tidy nothing. Just you know, <laughs> where, if you can wrap duct tape around yourself, that <laughs> yeah. would be better. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Do you tuck? They do the the thing for women when they're fighting, like they wrap their breasts. Just wipe your weapon. Yeah, it's I, like, I don't know. Before how you many, go into combat, I don't know how many uh, gay men in high school we have in our form right now. But um, <laughs> d- d- just quick question out there: Do your female friends ask you to come over for breast exams and self tanning? Just I just <laughs> yeah. throwing it out there. Create a thread, people. I wasn't yeah. gay in high school, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you're perceived as being gay, then, well, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not. Like, yeah, that not, happened all the time. Not a girlfriend, like uh, all the time. Uh, no, no, all the time. Mm. Oh, okay, constantly. <laughs> Men and women. That is a tricked out AT4. The AT4 does not actually have all those pistol grips. I wish they did. God, Eddie knows everything. This is I fire the, that. By, I fire that. By the way, talk about guns on the mantle here. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. Boy, yeah. howdy. Chekhov che- 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 is somewhere going, damn. Man, I really <laughs> okay. wish there was a fireplace right in there. I really <laughs> wish there was a fireplace. Not yeah. the best for storing weapons, but it would have been a nice thing. Was there an original gun on a mantle in something? In Chekhov's novel, yeah. There's a, or, or wait, no. no he, he, he just says that. He yeah. says, he says if, you, if you put a gun on the okay, mantle. Okay, so he was just making fire. an example. So yeah, it's not yeah, like yeah. from it's a, a it's, an, it's a yeah. metaphor. Yeah. yeah. I do Actually, okay, now this is John I'll, Romita. This is John Romita's yeah. art. This is the cleanest art John Romita has ever done. I just want to yeah. throw that out there. And this is a really cool it's all, sequence. It's all the pencils. It's not the inker, but you can see how clean it is. This is really a fun sequence. Yeah. I love the the little three D transitions and stuff like yeah. when we're about to get right. Apparently, here. they really had a hard time getting it right, but, uh, but I believe they it. Did. Oh, I and by the way, by the way, kids, future comics, motion comics, what you're seeing right now, this whether you want it or not, this is where it's going. Yeah, but with the iPad, it actually looks quite a bit I've, like I've tried a few of them, uh, and and to mix success, the the uh, Joss Whedon Astonishing X Men run that they did the motion capture or motion uh, comic thing with, it, it does work. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a really good artist, it's good. Or if you have an artist who knows what they're, you know. This actually reminds me of a, I saw a project that some artist was doing where he was, or she was, I don't remember, painting people to look like they were impressionistic paintings. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that. then, you know, yeah. they'd, they'd get, it's all for getting a photo of them in front of an impressionistic background. So it's like, the the thing that you look at, it's like, oh, it's a nice painting. And you go, no, it's actually a picture of someone who is painted. But the really cool stuff from that project are the shots of the models, like, walking over to the set. So it's just like, Normal picture, and then you swear to God that's a painted guy just walking through the shot. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, Very good-looking stuff. Also, And, and th- that's right here is where it diverges yeah. from the comic a- in those terms because for spoilers for those who haven't read the, the book and, and plan to, well, you should have done it already. Yeah. Um, but uh, the, the, whole, the whole big reveal at the end is that that's not true. What no, you, that yeah, didn't happen. That didn't happen. And you, all throughout, oh, really? all yeah. through the all okay. through the book, all through the book, because they reference the fact that they have to move every six eight months, and so you see him carry this giant silver rolly suitcase around, and and he w- and it's like Mindy was never allowed to open up that thing, 
And so at the very end, when he's getting tortured to death, they crack it open, and it's nothing but Amazing Fantasy 15, Batman number one. It's all these comics that are worth tens of yep. thousands of dollars, and that's he's self-financing his whole yeah. thing. He basically he his his wife isn't dead. He basically kidnapped his daughter and did this whole superhero thing because he thought that would be cooler. Yes, that would make him a super cool dad. And so, wow. it, and so <laughs> it becomes a much darker character. Yeah, exactly. of choice. Hey, yeah. You have a son. I do. Do you have any plans along those lines? Not at all. God no. No, I mean that, and that's and actually that's, Rachel would make a pretty fucking awesome. Like, she's sexy she's, ass she's sidekick. kind of a. You're she, not training him to. No, to she, be a she, dark honestly, you guys could be the Incredibles, Doty. I, see, I, I know how to do the punch kick thing, but my wife can do all the cool acrobatics. Right, exactly. Right? That's what I'm so, saying. Like you, yeah. you guys bust through a window together, and then Gray runs in with a little machete. He's he's kind of doing that already. There's a video. <laughs> there's a video. <laughs> there's a video on my Facebook page or my wife's Facebook page where he's literally got pots and pans on the kitchen. And he grabs a spoon and he starts twirling it like he's fucking Def Leppard's drummer. <laughs> and then he just starts banging the shit out so of it. So you haven't bought him, like, my first machete or anything no, like not, that? Although I will say this. I was, uh, I was watching fights last night and I started shadow boxing in front of him. And he just Uh-oh. cackled. He just, like... <laughs> I thought you were going to say he was doing it, too. Yeah, he was... He, well, he, he tried. He totally took, me, took I, my legs out well, from and then, me. And then Rachel was feeding him. We had him in his high chair. I started doing it again in front of him just to show him, like, hey, he starts laughing. And his legs started, like, kicking and flailing and stuff. And, <laughs> uh, and yeah, Uh-oh. so, I don't know. He's going to kick my ass when he's 13. I'm right. just saying, if you guys want to, you have my <laughs> blessing. Yeah, I understand that. I'll help. I'll totally help with that. that. I'll no, film well, it. That's what... If you want to, like, I'll, I'll, come, I'll break in the house, be like a super villain. You can fake kill me. We can do a whole big LARP thing, man. And yeah. that's what makes, that what makes, in the book, that's what makes Big Daddy's Revelation so... Um, like appalling to me now especially because like there i mean when you have a child a biochemical thing changes in you and your sense of danger in the world completely changes and you freak the fuck out at anything that's sharp and pointy so become a superhero but but (laughs) i guess maybe but i mean that's what makes it so that's what makes it so interesting for me now here again this uh this scene was in and out they they were like well do we want this scene it's like if they you know it's it's it, it goes to the bad guy has to be bad and has to be scary and and boy is he here, but uh, you know there's the weird sensibility of two completely innocent bystanders get murdered in cold blood in this scene. Um, that's the kind of movie this is, and it's not like we haven't seen it in other movies, but yet somehow it feels really disturbing in this movie. Right? There was supposed. To, I thought this was a lighthearted comedy romp. It's a superhero movie. Yeah, the villain never just caps the superhero in the head. <laughs> yeah, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm confused now. What's happening with the movie? Well, that's one of my favorite movies. Uh, similar to that, it does it a couple of times, and it is. Uh, in recent memory, was The Departed. Yeah, uh, there's that scene where Matt Damon thinks he's being followed, and he reaches yes. out to stab, and yeah. he just guts that poor dude. He and kills a guy. He just kills a guy. Kills and then, a guy from course, a Chinese restaurant. You know, and if you haven't, big spoiler if you haven't seen The Departed, but um, <laughs> yeah. you know, one of the main characters gets capped in the head very unexpectedly. Really unexpectedly. Really unexpectedly. Awesome. 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 So, so uh, yeah, the 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 setup. Of, and I, it, I like that they also have gone back to the. This is a realistic thing. It's like okay, so kick ass is the thing. So people are going to start dressing as kick ass. I mean, it's yeah. like they they don't they don't set that up, but they set it up. You know, they pay it off by going. Oh, okay. So yeah, that was just some dude. I'm kick ass. Check me out. I'm yeah. kick ass. He does birthday parties or whatever. Yeah. I think I think they even say he they does, say he does. By the way, parties. that's a good example of the kind of thing we're always talking about, where you say try to really explore your yeah. idea and that's figure what out saying. things what would you can really do with happen. That. Yeah. And, that's and, the kind of and not only will is that the sort of thing that you might come up with. It's also something you can totally use for cool <laughs> yeah. plot devices like that, where you freak out the entire audience. And it's and it's nice because 
it's something we recognize. We're like, oh, yeah. Like yeah, you said, makes people sense. would totally start doing that. So it never has to be explained. You're just like, yes. This is my favorite Mark Strong scene here because he, where he, where he does the coke and then he's just like wired out of his mind for the rest of the scene. He just starts twitching. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just love his performance in this scene where he's just completely out of control. Even to the point where his, his henchman is going, you are totally out of control. <laughs> you are losing it. I really wish we, and the thing is, you know, I talk about I like the fact that they start Red Mist story earlier. I really kind of wish they had gotten the ball rolling on him before this, you know, like if they had actually gotten him in his suit in his car kind of before this scene. I, I, I just feel like I feel like we kind of missed a little bit of it. It would have been something nice to kind of cut away to in between stuff. So his embarrassment here, like, oh, shit, my son. Yo, hey, with the coke. Hey, what's up, kid? You know, I kill people, but I don't want you to see me doing drugs. <laughs> yeah. I, there's that great scene. in. Don't uh, do drugs. Stay in school. Well, in, uh, <laughs> my favorite thing ever uh, Sharon Stone has ever done, uh, aside from showing her crotch, um, <laughs> is uh, in Casino uh, when she's snorting a rail in front of her five-year-old. And then she, like, looks up and looks at her and goes, this is very bad. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Real world. Real world stuff. I kind of want that painting of the gun with the That's a Warhol. That's a That's Warhol. That's a Warhol? Okay. Warhol. Yeah, all right. It felt very street-y, but I guess like it's, you know. Yeah, it looks exactly like the kind of thing Mr. Brainwash would fart out in 20 minutes. <laughs> kind <laughs> yeah. of, yeah. Let's... I'm going to take a gun and print it three times. Million dollars. <laughs> I'm going to put a wig on Spock. I'm a genius. <laughs> He's Catherine Hepburn, too. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just... I would be all about Mr. Brainwash just... if he sounded that way. Yeah. Yeah. If all throughout exit through the gift shop, you, he's just speaking that way. You've always he just had, had a another great big taste show in art, recently, you guess, old yeah. poop. <laughs> you old poop? Yeah. You've never seen one golden pond, have you? No. Oh, I have. I you just forgot poop. the you old poop thing. Yeah. African Queen, folks. It's oh, on African Netflix. Yeah. Get at it. You're not my friend if you haven't seen African Queen. Uh-oh. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You can go now. Leave yeah, you might as well get out. You get out. Oh my god! Ugly, Ugly Betty. Betty, remember that? Remember I was the thing? seeing that. Yeah, I was right. like, "Wait, that damn!" Was a, that was a thing for like six minutes. Remember? Hey guys, did you see the first season of Grey's Anatomy? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, a, yeah, totally. That's a thing. Well, and what I always loved about it is that it very much exists in the world of Marvel comics. So they are yeah. straight up just reading Spider-Man, and you know, oh yeah, yeah, like you know. And there's also there's also fake comics all around. This is like. Um, this is like the ultimate hangout place. My God, it's a comic book store, uh, coffee shop, oh, no, no, game no, no. room. No, 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 Jesus! Uh, I, would, I would so hang out here. Freshman year, too. freshman year of college when I lived in Hawaii. Jellies, rest in peace. I pour one out for you. The ultimate place: used bookstore, music instrument store, used CD store, comic book store, arcade. Oh yeah, bar. Uh, no bar, but there was a bar mm. next door. But like, but I mean, you could go in and test out turntables, play guitar, come back and pick up your comic books, buy a couple of used books, pick up some great UCDs, and play Street Fighter Alpha Two on your way out. Right. It was it was a good day. Me and all the other dudes that shopped there fuck like monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. See, like that girl looks like she belongs in that store. Katie Doma. She, yeah. I don't know. I, she doesn't really seem like part of that world. When did it wasn't there a weird thing where it was like. Since when does she hang out at the comic books? That store? was a big, yeah. yeah. You definitely get more interaction with Dave and his friends here, like in the book, than you do. And, like, you get, those guys get, I think, kind of better lines in the book. Um, and, and yeah, there's, I mean, they touch a little bit on it here right now. But that kind of comes up on, and we'll get to when we get to that scene, but huge, huge change in the relationship between Dave and Katie. Uh, that, for oh, me, yeah. that, for me, was, like, the hardest thing to sort of accept because I, I felt like, you know, at the end of the day, the book felt truer to me. Um, this Blu-ray doesn't have any information on it at all. Like, the, when you look at the back of it, it's it doesn't a blockbuster ha- Blu-ray. Dude, blockbuster is being burnt to the ground as I was buying that. So, oh, wow. 
Damn. It just says, one of the most wildly entertaining, crowd-pleasing action films since Kill Bill by NYC Movie Guru. You like movie yeah. film Johnny Blue I, Jeans? I, I, yeah. I hope that's the name of it, like a, a column or something, because it's just like it's someone in NYC. That's like a step down from getting Ain't It Cool News is your blurb. That's, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Bruce well, Willis the, remains a stalwart. Remains a stalwart. Well, you know, this movie was kind of mixed reviews. A lot of people were like, I didn't like it. But I think, actually, I, that whoever, you know, New York Movie Guru is, who clearly is, you know, bathrobe and cat guy but uh, <laughs> but the, the fuck you that's <laughs> such a big bird <laughs> fuck you bathrobe and cat guy i will take your balls now that's that's my superhero name. that's the thing when you're reduced to like that's your pull quote is like well somebody on the internet you know someone uh there was a thing i read some someone said hey you got a really great review on you know Dr- dread central or something like that and i read this review this review was like it was the most barely literate block of text i've read in like a decade. It was like, wow, you got a review from a person who apparently is not familiar with the English language uh, because, wow, it was the worst written thing. But it was a positive review, so you take what you can get. But actually, I think that quote is actually... I want to see that pull quote. Yeah, yes. cat, cat and bathrobe uh, guy um, actually nailed it because I think this movie's sensibility is very much like Kill Bill, yeah. where, hey, she killed a guy and it was funny. And and I think if you're on board with Kill Bill, you should should be on board with this movie too. But a lot of people, I don't I don't think could cross that g- divide. And I think that's kind of an interesting thing. Is it because these are younger people, or you know, there's a I think, kid yeah, involved? It's, is that it's the problem? Young people is probably it's, the issue. Uh, but but boy, this you know this movie would play in a double feature with Kill Bill in terms of like she cut a guy's <laughs> nuts off and it was hilarious. You know that, that it plays that same kind of idea and you can again it goes back to the the guy Richie Lockstock smoking barrels you know snatch is yeah people you know it's a jo- <laughs> it's a comedy when people get killed in in those movies you know it's yeah. funny yeah. there are funny deaths funny gruesome deaths and that's a weird tonal thing that uh, you know uh, it's some movies can't get away with it. Um, some some successfully do it, and I, I I guess I think this one was mixed for people. For me, it was totally successful. I'm like, yeah, I'm down with it. But Roger Ebert was not. What? Yeah. Um, I I do like seeing the the Miss Mobile in uh in action, and all it is yeah. is essentially just a Galpin the, Auto Sports the, tricked the, out. Actually, the, the the Pimp My Ride guys did this movie. Yeah, the, the, the Galpin Auto Sports, Auto yeah, Sports guys. They, yeah. they literally did, and it was uh, and Matthew Vaughn. This was his uh, fee for the movie. This is fee. He, really? He kept the mismobile. That was his fee. That's bad at fuck. God damn him. <laughs> yeah. He says, Jesus. He, says, he says he says my son loves it when we go out for a ride in the mismobile. He's married to one hot chick he's allegedly to... impregnates another. He yeah. keeps a car for shits and giggles and Yeah, he gets a mismobile. Cuz he's already rich enough cuz he's a producer. By the way, his writing partner is super hot. Like uh, Yeah. yeah. Damn, damn you, Vaughn. Damn you, Matthew Vaughn. Damn you. Vaughn! <laughs> Vaughn! Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck you for winning at everything. That's, know, the, that's, that's, just, that's my, just the great line. There needs to be like a club of mine where it's just like, <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. you! Who, who goes You're better that, than me and you win at life. Who, go, go, uh, who goes in that club? Yeah, Jesus. Matt, Matthew Vaughn is, uh, is Brad Bird, Matthew Vaughn, vice president of that club. Chris yeah. Nolan. Yeah. He's the secretary. <laughs> he never comes to the meetings. He never comes though. to the meetings. So yeah, and you know what? Bathroom and Cat Guy, because I don't have a pull quote on the fucking That's right. Bathroom and Cat Guy got you beat. How's that make you feel? No, but it's, no, no. The fuck you for winning everything. It's it's like, I respect your career because you're better at what you do than I. I I don't know if I'll ever be that good. And your personal life is just yeah. in order. Like you just. I made eggs yesterday morning that were just like just, you know when they're just not dry and not runny. They're right, just like there's right moist on. enough. Yeah, felt good about myself. And then got I got some saw good this movie. chives going on. Yeah, I saw this movie. And I'm not a big fan of McLovin. 
I just I it's not working for me. I, yeah, I he's he's the weak link for me, and I I, I hate to say it, but um, apparently, uh, in that scene, Kickass made the whole crew laugh because he would just go off on they, his dancing. They thing. were they were just improvising yeah. that, just goofing. Apparently, uh, he's uh, a dancer. He is yeah. a dancer, so that's you know, sort of explains his build. Mm. But uh, yeah, I just I'm McLovin just uh, and I just. It's like he's he's in that Michael Sarah zone. It's like, do you have another thing? Yeah. Or do you just is that it? Uh, well, now Michael Sarah has a weirdo mustache. So yeah. Now he's. I doing, guess Michael Sarah does have another. Now thing. he's doing the porn thing. So yeah, I don't know what that's. Yummy. About. Yeah. This is a weird. See, uh, uh, Vaughn mentions this, and it's interesting because it didn't bug me at the time, but now that I look at it, it bugs me. On his behalf, um, he talked about how some, a lot of this was like second unit stuff, um, and and they the sec- <laughs> he talks about how they they shot it. And they shot it, you know, a lot of it's green screen and all yeah, that. Yeah, a lot of the fire's digital. Yeah, and they shot it, but they shot it so the characters were very, very dark. And he was, like, freaked out when he saw the footage. He's like, they're in a fire. They should be <laughs> brightly lit. So it has this weird, so they went really high contrast with it. To, to, and I think it works. It feels like they, you know, as yeah, if, feels as, right. as if they exposed for the fire, and yeah. then, right. you know, but uh, and the fire would be super white hot if they hadn't. But but the fact that yeah, they're almost in darkness and they're surrounded by fire <laughs> is actually bizarre when you think about it. Yeah, that's, that's the story of my life. Yeah, I'm surrounded in darkness <laughs> you're, around you're, fire. You're, you're, somehow you're very dark. Shrouded in darkness, fire. surrounded by fire. Surrounded yeah, by fire. but like but like you said, he I, I watched it with the commentary and he said that I'm like, but it still feels. It right It never for bugged some me at the yeah. time, so yeah. you know, I was like, all right, good. You know, Got away with it. Ooh, look minor, at this m- minor plot here. quibble here is like he knows his kid is there. The mismobile is parked right out front, and yet he drives away. That's the you one. Know it's one of the few plot quibbles I have. You know what? Fuck Mark Strong too, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah, he gets that guy. A, he gets to play the bad guy in this. He gets to play uh, the bad guy in the first Sherlock Holmes movies. Yeah, and then he gets to play goddamn Sinestro, and admittedly a pretty shitty Green Lantern film, but. It's like a trifecta of like he's, he's also dude. bad guy in Robin Hood. He's also the he's also going to be the bad guy in John Carter or one of them anyway. <sighs> Jesus Christ! Since uh, these people, <laughs> since since Malfoy retired from being every villain, right? Yeah. <laughs> Jason <laughs> Isaacs, Jason yeah. Isaacs, and he's like a hero in like a new TV show now. It's like his, he's like some pilot on Fox or something. I love Jason Isaacs and fucking um, it's it, and Peter Pan. He was really good. He was good, I, 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 and I that movie doesn't get enough love. That that's a good. Iteration of Peter it's a good Pan. Peter Pan. For for me, I'm always like, he he's a good Captain Hook. I'm still like, yeah, but Dustin Hoffman. I mean, come on, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but come on, people. If you're gonna if you're gonna go up against Dustin Hoffman, I think Jason Isaacs is the only one who could manage it. Right. <laughs> wow, there's there's a there's a clash of the titans. I'd like yeah. to see. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see them both play Captain Hook, just at yeah. each other, dueling only, hooks. Only one can survive. <laughs> I want to see Robert Downey Jr. and Benedict Cumberbatch Sherlock at each other. Oh, <laughs> have, a, have a lock off. They were Sherlocking so hard. There's only one one way to settle this: Sherlocking. <laughs> if you compress Sherlock, you get Schlock. That's weird. That's weird. Schlock Holmes. Schlock Holmes. I like I like his second album. Um, <laughs> it's kind of underground. The, the, you know, and this, you know, these scenes here. Um, it's kind of like I always kind of viewed these as like these happen off panel in the book, you know, like because this this does technically happen, although we don't ever actually see the action. Like it's just sort of uh, this whole thing with the nanny cam. Um, but it's it's just you know, the idea that he eventually tips off his, you know, tips off kick ass to his his father and their guys. I, it just I don't know. It's like seeing this happen isn't as 
I don't know. Seeing it happen isn't as interesting. I understand why they have to do it because they've already made the decision. But this so does the book play out more like Red Mist shows up? Hey, I'm a superhero pal, and then the reveal is, and I work for the you know the Arch Nemesis. The Arch Nemesis so is around. a total surprise. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and well, it's, that's fair. I and can it's see that and it's like, and I understand why when it ha- and like you kind of get you kind of get his motivation in in just a few scenes. Um, and that that I, I like. I like that we get to sort of see this play out in in real time. This. I think this is way more detail than what happens in the book, and I'm totally fine with that. Oh, this yeah. is a, he totally just kills the fuck. This is a very everybody. fun. It's also a very fun thing. It's a steadicam shot that they then have broken up, and it yeah. is a really this this weird disjointed staccato thing. And I think it's a really cool stylistic thing. And that's actually a repeat edit. They actually they they cut the edit, so it's it's the same shot, but they roll the cut back by about 15 frames, so you actually get a little bit of a repeat action. You see that technique a lot in uh, Korean cinema, so it's kind of a nice little. A little to do. It's just disturbing. You know, as hell I actually see don't Batman. see that technique a lot in Korean cinema. You don't watch enough Korean. <laughs> cinema. That's exactly right. That's. <laughs> I don't see that much in Korean cinema, dude. Uh, if the, I saw any Korean cinema, there's a I'm... really and it's on the tip of my tongue, but there's a really great World War Two Korea or uh, Korean War movie uh, from Korea from about I want to say five years ago. It's really good. Um, Back to the Future. Uh, <laughs> um, um, Batman. Oh, arrows. Yeah. Yeah, I can see how people. But speaking of which, I can see how people were like Batman, huh? He's just, he's just Batman. <laughs> he's just Batman. He's wow. kind of just Batmaning it up. And, and, they, and they say he's Batman. He's, like, he's just as Batman. He looks just it's, like Batman. It's Batman by way of Punisher. Yeah. I mean, that's just that's kind of this the way. Well, they, there's even the gag where it's like, "You said you were attacked by Batman." No, I said yeah. a guy who looked, looked like, like Batman. <laughs> yeah, he looked I like didn't Batman. say he was Batman. And I, re- right. I, I, I may be wrong about this. I'm sure someone will correct me. But in the book, when they crack open his suitcase and find all those comics. One of the comics they have is the um, issue of Amazing Spider-Man that's the first appearance of the Punisher. And on that, it's like it's Punisher holding up a gun, and there's like a s- crosshair silhouette on it. Um, I want to say that knife would actually be very bad for stabbing. Uh, <laughs> that's a very bad stabbing knife. You couldn't help but hit a bone. It would be so large. It, it, why do you say that? Uh, because... It would actually. The reason why it, it's like it, a machete with a serrated back. It's just it. a serrated back knife. It's more for slashing. It's more for. Sla- it's actually more of like a utility tool knife. Uh, for yeah. stabbing, would actually be much more likely to get stuck uh, in it. Um, especially now, the serrated. Depending on how deep it goes, but the serrated edge might provide enough movement to not create a vacuum. <laughs> but most knives, when they go in, are actually a bit of a vacuum. They're harder to pull out. Yeah, oh, so it goes yeah, in. Eddie's like, totally not yeah. training his kid to be a superhero. Killer. Not at all. So not when you stab all. someone, wink, it goes in, <laughs> and then it's like. It, it can get stuck. Yeah. Most bayonets, for instance, have a V-shaped groove at the top of it, which actually allows blood to flow out. Yeah. Uh, or they've the, got the, the 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 little divots down the side. Yeah, it's yeah. like why you need that second uh, hole on your juice box. That's you know, that's the same thing. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> same principle. In. Yeah, same principle. <laughs> it is. So, strangely sometimes enough, just, sometimes I cover that on the coffee cup, and yeah. I cannot drink out of it. It just <laughs> yeah. will not let me. That's it's crazy. <laughs> it's just like when you stab a guy, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's exactly like when you stab a guy. I want to say I have. I just every time Eddie talks, I want to just go. Tyler was full of useful information. (laughs) (laughs) I have not stabbed nor been stabbed. I want to put that out there. With that said, when he was explaining that, by the way, he was using my shoulder as an example for the stabbing thing. (laughs) I've known discomforting. Far too many people who have been stabbed. I just want to put that stabbed in like gang fights or stabbed in Uh, one. A buddy of mine uh, who's a pro fighter has a very large scar in his stomach from uh, from getting ripped uh, when he was a a tagger in New York City. Uh, My brother was cutting cardboard like an asshole, and he stabbed himself in the thigh with a buck knife and clipped his. Artery. Ooh, uh, yes. He's lucky he lived. Never got stitches. Wow. What? He is absolutely lucky to be alive. Was he just bleeding out for a day? 
somehow the doctor put, put ice on it. He later got it. His leg didn't later, swell up like a giant like water balloon. Dave is Wolverine. I want to put that out there, but he he somehow like. The way the tissue fell together, his femoral artery closed itself in like oh, this wow. weird way. Um, uh, yeah, fucking yeah. I'm, I'm at the hospital, just waiting for right. it to open up again. Right. right. That's like second. cutting. They made a they, they made an illusion in Snow Crash to when you slice open your femoral artery, it's like cutting the bottom off a styrofoam cup. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah, fall, yeah. And all the blood yeah, just falls just, out. All the blood was, in your body just comes well, right out. Well, it was a nick, and what happened was my grandmother was there when he did it, and then she kind of like moved the cut around to see how deep it was and got <laughs> sprayed <laughs> in the face. Oh. Got the full-on so, mash unit yeah. treatment. Um, that's that's fun. Okay, now I want to talk about this because since they're doing it in the movie, we can talk about how it plays out. I want to before I just want to say that I, one of my favorite line reads in the whole movie is her. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm kick-ass and I'm not gay. Right. Fuck. Right. Anyway, so here How's it supposed to he be? confesses. She is cool with it and proceeds to fuck the hell out of him for the rest of this movie, and everything just ends up very cool. Good girl. In the book. He doesn't reveal it until the very end, until he survived the major like thing, and he says, "Hey, I'm this," and like, but it's okay because look at all these things I did. She rightfully hates him, <laughs> kicks him out, and then a day later sends him a cell phone video of her sucking another dude's dick. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a little dark for me. Okay, wow, <laughs> and uh, and uh, and it's and that to me. Is the appropriate response <laughs> like that? It's like you've been lying to this chick who is like entrusted in you with friendship and shared these intimate moments with you and like had you and like thought you were something. It's not like oh well he's one thing, but now he's way cooler. It's like no, you were cool to begin with as her gay friend, and you lied about that. And then like fair and, enough, yeah. And that and so it's actually it's actually even unusual, I think, for the movie to have her immediately go, okay, no, come back. You know that it's all cool. Um, when you would think even in a regular movie construction, he would go in shame, and then later when he saves the city, then she would go, oh, I yeah, actually love she you. Right. She loves that's the, well, and that's the Spider-Man 2 ending, you know, when, exactly. when Mary Jane yeah. gets that. I reject you. Well, actually, you're awesome. Okay. I know. It's like, I love you. I don't understand why you're pushing me away. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, no, that's and, all clear. And the best acting Kirsten has ever done, by the way, in that moment at the end of Spider-Man 2. And thank God Brian's asleep right now, because otherwise he'd probably <laughs> reach over and punch <laughs> he's, me. He's, like, um, he's having a dream right now that um, something's going very wrong. Right. <laughs> I, Spider-Man <laughs> Disturbance <laughs> in the force. <laughs> He's having a dream of Spider-Man Two, like burning at the bottom of the sea, uh, which I don't know how that happens. But anyway, um, but uh, so yeah, and to me, that's like the whole point at the end of the book is that his net gain is zero. Like he he has gained nothing through this process, which is the beauty of how it all ties together. But at the end of this, the net gain is Katie Doma, and like which we call a win, yeah. which is a win. All I do is win, 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 no matter what, and. He and I for me that like it kind of kneecaps the 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 point of the movie a little bit for me is that is that the whole point of this is that he goes on this great adventure and guess what your life still sucks and it's a zero sum thing it's a zero sum game in like, fact if anything you probably made it worse yeah <laughs> you put your father it. through hell your father gets laid but yeah here they are and they're about to go fuck like bunnies in the alley because the mere mention of kick ass just gets her hot and bothered because <laughs> oh by the way she's a cartoon now by the way um, like if you're in a situation where the person you're into all of a sudden feels that way. Roll with it. Yeah. No, totally. I would go in the I alley. Don't begrudge, Roll with it. I don't begrudge the, alley right the now. character for taking this opportunity. I don't begrudge that at all. Do your thing. Do you. Uh, but it's just for, you know, again, that's when I say that the book was magic, the movie was slightly less magic. It's because well, of even, reasons like Actually, that. even Vaughn had a, had a question about this this point, this turning point. Is that, uh, is that he, uh, they did sort of in retrospect, like, there's really no reason for him to continue to pretend he's gay because everyone else already knows he's not. So why can't they just admit that they're together now? And yet somehow they 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 continue this this facade. Uh, even he was like, I, you know, we were like, well, whatever. Well, it's like, and <laughs> also go. here's the thing: if you 
are banging an insanely hot girl at the back of a comic book store, guess Go what? On. Go You're on. cool. You're <laughs> fucking cool now. Yeah. The whole point is that Dave should never be cool. Like, I mean, to me, Dave should never be cool. I, yeah, again, I, I know. You know, again, it's like you, you have the handicap of, of you know, knowing what it's supposed to be. Absolutely. And, and I, I recognize that. Yeah. I recognize I recognize that this movie would have been a thousand times more magic if I only saw the movie. I get that. I'm yeah, because yeah. I, I, I think I think that the, what happens is the movie still has its a different, slightly different payoff for me without without knowing that that invisible backstory is is, you know, it's all about. Yeah. So you got a girlfriend. You're still no superhero. And it's all about how, okay, so you claim to be a superhero. You've created this situation, which, you know, is about to have the setup here where it's because of, you know, they say it flat out. It's because of you that that Nicolas Cage, spoiler, um, gets killed and all this shit went, you know, because they, were, they weren't after Nicolas Cage. They were after Kick-Ass, and he just got, you know, got it, it all came together. So it's all about, well, take responsibility. The, 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 when I saw in the theater, the great line got a huge laugh is the with no power comes no responsibility line which is the, the best line yeah you know, it's just brilliant best line. got a great big laugh in the theater um and that's and i think that also not only being addition being a great reference and a great joke kind of crystallizes what this movie is saying it's like yeah. in, the, in the end it's about what do you you know what are you prepared to do right it's, it's not about what can you do it's like what are you, what gonna, are you prepared what are you do? willing to try and in a cl- do? in a clutch situation what are you going to do yeah. right and you know look uh, it should be said mark Millar, the, the the development process of both the book and the movie is an extraordinarily unique one because Mark Millar was basically wrote when you create a comic book series and you pitch it, you essentially you you can write out a sample number of issues. Some guys go all the way to the end of a series. Uh, this was a limited series. This isn't an ongoing book. Uh, it was, uh, I believe, an eight issue run or a six issue run. So he wrote the pitch for basically the first couple of issues, and boom, it sold. There's a lot of buzz generated as like the first book was coming out. That was when Mark, um, when Matthew Vaughn said, "Let's do a movie of this." Mark Millar had not finished writing the rest of the series, right. and so uh, Matthew Vaughn, because he wins at everything, and he has a <laughs> kick-ass writing partner, they finished their draft of the script before Mark Millar had finished the uh, all the, the last few issues of the comic. So they had sort of this odd race to the finish of who can make what first. So, I mean, it's not an adaptation process. Brilliant people were involved at every step of this, and it is what it is. I'm just saying of the two things that essentially were created at the same time, um, you know, for me, one paid off slightly better. But Mark Millar was completely happy with a lot of the choices that were made at the end of this movie and was totally fine with it. And I think part of the reason doing Kick-Ass 2 is I think he's trying to incorporate some of those elements back into it as well as expanding mythology. Kick-Ass 2, there's this whole thing of... Uh, a whole, basically, a Justice League of guys like Kick Ass who have kind of cre- been created in his absence. But um, so yeah, it's 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 not like the books came out. Matthew Vaughn took it, percolated it, ripped it apart, and all this other stuff. They kind of it developed independently of each other, which is you don't really see that very often. Um, Godfather was sort of similar, not really similar, but a you know uh, there was some similarities in the development process of that in the sense that Paramount was developing the book with Mario Puzo at, with the sights on wanting to do a movie of it eventually and actually um <coughs> closer to this vein um apparently Scott Pilgrim was the same way right that's right they, oh yeah the sixth book didn't come out until um the same time as the movie yeah the same yeah. time so some people were actually saying i can't see the book now because i haven't finished or i can't see the movie because i haven't finished the last book yet right so it's a little touch that i was like because it's one of the tropes of the mostly largely the batman movies that always crack me up is like when does batman actually put on his eyeshadow yeah um right 
<laughs> he's got big black panda circles painted on his eyes oh, to I, make uh, the mask work. The, the movie you worked on, Batman Returns, there's that had, great moment yeah. where he unmasks, and suddenly for a half second, his eyes are completely white. And it's like, whoa, I totally <laughs> noticed that. Yeah, so. exactly. There's yeah. They, they pretend that it's just part of the mask in those right. movies. Because, like, yeah, when he unmasks, he doesn't have the panda circles. It's like, no, no, he took those off with the mask. When he should look like Peter Mayhew after yeah. taking off the Chewbacca yeah. head. Like a transvestite the morning after. <laughs> Hard night. <laughs> I want to go to your parties. Shit. I got to say. <laughs> oh, um, I got stories, yeah. Although I like the red. If he painted this car entirely black, I would drive the fuck out of that car. <laughs> Did you yeah. hear what that... Just that... Cl- that look would at be that. the Knight Rider car. That would, yeah. No, that would be Knight Justin Rider. Bieber's new car, because that oh, motherfucker no. did exactly that same thing. Dude. He, he painted a car black, and he called. And he literally... He, I want the Batmobile. And he literally had, like, Batmobile insignias on, like, essentially a Maybach <laughs> or something. I don't well, know. Well, Shaq used to do that, too. Or he had something else. No, he had a... Hum- Superman. With Superman with a Hummer. Because he's legit into Superman. He had, Superman was his first tattoo. That was, like, his, his huge... That's why he did... <laughs> oh, that's so why Shaq does it, it's okay. That's why he did Steel. Well, that's the thing. Well, I mean, Shaq. The this difference is Shaq was thirty. Oh, okay. like, <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's what makes it wrong. Bieber or is right. Bieber is twelve. It's okay for him. Well, the thing is, I mean, between the two of them, who are you going to give shit to? Did he turn twelve? If <laughs> if Shaq rolls up in his Hummer and With Justin Superman, Bieber I... rolls up in his Batmobile, who's the one you walk over and say, "Fuck you, man"? I just hope yeah. they'll fight to the death I'll right leave in front sh- of me. I, yeah, but I think I, I think we know how that fight goes. I want them to do what Colossus and Wolverine would do in the comics, which was a, a fastball special where he just grabs Justin Bieber and fucking chucks him. <laughs> just throws him out a window. Just like this. That's harsh, man. Yeah. Oh. Now, we know she's wearing a vest. and you know, I mean, you Exactly. They've, they've set it up properly, so, you know, fair enough. There is another great, great, great line. It's my, it's, if there's one thing they could have taken from the book and put it in the movie... Uh, it's when it's a little bit later on, but it's basically after you know Big Daddy gets killed and Kick Ass and Hit Girl in the elevator, and um, and throughout the they're like you know after she rescues him, it's like they electrocuted my balls because there's this whole scene where they electrocute his balls, and then her father gets killed, and uh, and they're in the elevator and Kick Ass says I'm like we're gonna fuck them up. She's like yes we are for your balls and my dad. <laughs> like <laughs> I just really wish that line could have made it. The best ball shocking scene in recent memories in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. That was a good ball shock. That's, that's, that's a good scene. ball shocker. Yeah. Well, the uh, the other ball torture scene that the, uh, uh, James Bond. This is the James Bond one. Yeah. Right out of the. Novel. There's tons of ball torture scenes, but not in movies you know, that most people have watched. We could go on and on about our favorite ball torture <laughs> yeah. scenes. Boy, I could howdy. spend a day. Maybe we could make an intermission out of that. <laughs> what do you What do you look for in a ball shocking, in a ball shocking scene? And that will be on the highlight reel next year. Thank a you very, very much. special intermission. Yeah. <laughs> favorite ball torture. Soft piano music. Someone goes into some long story like, well, you know, my favorite ball torture is. Everyone just stares at him. It's like, right, that wasn't a movie. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and Brian will go. Spider Man well, Two was my ball torture. One. <laughs> I love it because Brian's asleep in the chair right let's now. Let's draw on him. Squiggly in the chat room says his favorite ball torture scene is in The Horseman. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Right, yeah, yeah. There you go. Or just, there you go. There's or, the panda eyes. Or just, and or let just me riding tell, a horse. I just want to say Red Mist with the panda eyes and kind of soft chin looks a lot like Robert Smith. I just <laughs> yeah, want to throw that out say, Just do a couple of cure tunes. Come yeah, on. Just, do it. Just a couple. Boys, don't cry. cry. Yeah. Uh, th- if you want a legit sort of disturbing version of this, there's a kind of very off This is disturbing enough. It's very disturbing, but what this reminded me of was a scene from a Spike Lee movie a few years back called Bamboozled. Uh, oh, yeah. The very ending of that, that I mean, that movie's very uneven, and it, it's, you know, like a lot of Spike Lee movies, it's sort of a mixed bag, but that scene is extraordinarily hard to watch, and that's I kind of got the same sort of heebie-jeebies uh, watching this, because essentially the same thing sort of happens. And And because of what we talked about before... 
uh, from, you know, he gets stabbed in the gut and hit by a car early on. I'm at the point where I'm like, I got no fucking clue what this movie's going to do. Happen? I got no idea yeah. how he's going to get out of this. For all I know, he won't. For all I know, they will kill him in this movie. Which is why yeah. by the time the jetpack comes, you're like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Thank God the jetpack. Thank yes. God the jetpack. Well, it's like, it is, it's like, as you said, it's like, you know Hit Girl's going to pop in, but you're going to like, come on, Hit Girl. Uh, yeah. Any time now would be good. Right. Well, yeah, really? Well, and same thing. Uh, the death. He may survive, but they will fuck him up. Yeah. Uh, well, the biggest change is in Big Daddy's death, yeah. uh, which I agree with. Um, because in a single panel of a comic book, a bullet through the head is very striking and works very well. In a film. Is that, is that how he goes out in the book? Yeah, they, yeah. Just, they just straight up bring a gun to his head, boom. Um, and, and right in front of her. And, uh, and it's, 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 a, it's affecting because it plays very well in panels and freeze and these, these still images that works very well. Mo, you know, and, there, and there's different ways to interpret that um, in, in films, and, and everybody's tried in a million different ways of just trying to hit those sort of iconic moments. Uh, but I like that you know, Matthew Vaughn recognized that and said, yeah, you know what? For a movie, we need stakes. We need to see this guy sort of being burned to death. Um, very similar to Silent Hill, actually, how that kind of really bad burning to death scene in that. Mm-hmm. But uh, but th- but this also works because because um, uh, I don't I don't think Big Daddy gets beat up and no Big Daddy's already fucked up and shot uh, on the big reveal. Big Daddy doesn't get beat up in front of everybody like like Kickass does here. Um, big Daddy's already kind of halfway dead when we find out that Red Mist has betrayed him. Um, but this this works. This obviously oh, this oh yeah. There you go. And of course, cut to a shot of Katie. She, yeah. Ooh, I like those. <laughs> she, she'll she'll cut like a, a montage to Sir McLaughlin's "I Will Remember now You." Here's, and here's the um, by, by this point we're at the you know it's like remember when this movie was a comedy about an hour ago? Uh, yeah, it was kind of funny at the time. There's, the yeah. movie's going to make like two more jokes until the coda when the, you know it gets lighthearted again. But uh, you know it's just it's pretty much dead on serious from here on out, which is again it's a, it's I think it's really a fascinating change in tone it's not an abrupt change in tone it's it's a gradual one it's well it's it's you you get here and you're like wait how did we end yeah, up at this place right. <laughs> wow okay i didn't see that happening but I, I, like i said i i'm i'm attempting and you know we'll see if the studio likes it or not uh, because i've already had one conversation with the studio about tone of the project so it's obviously a concern um we're trying to and we're trying to address that in the rewrite now is uh, they were like well literally they were, the question with the project i'm doing is like well what, is this like ghostbusters where there's no actual jeopardy and nobody dies or is it what is it and i was like well no we're going for a harder i didn't reference kick-ass uh, i think i may reference kill bill maybe if it comes up but it's it's what i want punch. it's what i want to do with the with the movie is like it starts out it's funny but then it gets it gets darker so the jeopardy feels real i want to uh, say the uh the the book actually starts in this moment the the very first scene of the book, that's is, a fair. Is, is that, that makes sense with the wraparound narrator? Exactly. The the, you know, the fact that he they literally hang a lantern on it. Oh yeah, like, <laughs> which I think is a fun joke here. He goes, uh, "Yo, you think just because I'm telling you the story that that means I live?" Right. <laughs> and then and then proceeds to spoil three different projects. <laughs> <laughs> Sin City, Sunset Boulevard, and uh, American Beauty. <laughs> wait what wait what, what? <laughs> the narrator's dead and those things I didn't know that uh, the, the one comic book this actually kind of reminds me a lot of is uh, the second preacher trade paperback which is uh, and I was I just go- going to say that I got a good laugh from Seth Donald <laughs> back there uh, called End of the World um, and it's uh, in the sense that there's a good wraparound there's some crazy shit happening a couple really unexpected sort of deaths and uh, you know in, in terms of tone preacher run to walk 
<laughs> I think I think Trey, you've read Preacher as well, if I remember correctly. Oh, well, yeah, Con, you know, take a debate with me every night. No, I don't. Uh, so, someone who normally doesn't. Re- someone I know who normally doesn't. I read would comics. not be the person who. Okay, well, you should. <laughs> I, I hear that one a lot. I keep hearing that one. A lot. Kevin Smith did the uh, the intro to uh, the forward to the second book back when you know comics well, were that's cool. Well, that's a that's a point against it, but okay. Yeah. yeah. Back when back when Kevin Smith was relevant and and doing such a thing was not again. Smart. You lost me, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> now <laughs> I'll take your word for it. This is the uh, a, a an interesting little first person shooter thing, which I think works way better than it did in say Doom, Doom? <laughs> yeah, or something like Weirdly that. Because enough. because the well the whole gag is seeing it from her perspective. It's a whole thematic thing. She sees right. this as a game. She's and looking it's at amazing, it as though way. she's playing a video game. Yeah. That's how she sees it, and that's how she distances herself from what she's doing. Vaughn also talks about how. You know, from their perspective, it's jumping back and forth. From their perspective, it's just this, you know, chaos. For hers, it's very controlled. It's yeah. like, yeah. you know. Oh, it's very re- deliberate. Re- reload, it's, next guy, reload, next guy. It's kneecap to head level. It's, I mean, yeah. it's 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 very deliberate sort of, you know, aim center mass, an occasional double tap. It's, you know, it's it's everything you're supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. I, I t- you totally want hit girl on your team when you're, <laughs> no you're shit. going and in laser trouble. tag, right? Yeah. We're playing paintball <laughs> oh, this weekend. Oh, my God. Make sure hit girl's there. She's going to be the most awesome laser tag paintball player um, that school just needs to form a team right around Seriously. her. Seriously, competitive JV. Um, there we <laughs> Paintball. go. Paintball. Paintball. No, hey girl, you can't keep killing them. It's it's just a game. There's a there's a great issue of Robin. Robin yes, Robin does have his own book. Um, where Robin is, he he totally beats the bad guy, does everything right, and then there's essentially a person trapped under a grate as the water level is rising, and Robin, who is a 14 year old kid goes to lift the grate and he can't because he's just physically not strong enough and he watches that person drown to death. Nice. And it's like, at the end of the day, they're, you know, they're kids, you know, and like there's, <laughs> what I like here is that even though she's amazing, she can't quite do enough. Like her father is slowly burning yeah, to death. She's... And even though she's doing everything right, she's, <laughs> she, she, she can't kill a room full of guys ki- fast enough. Exactly. That And that's, that's why I say I kind of like this, this scene. Also, Nicolas Cage finally gets to go full cage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How'd you like to just scream the rest of your dialogue? Awesome. I'm in. Let's do it. Why else would you hire me? I'm Nicolas yeah. Cage. Would you, would you guys set me actually on fire? It would help <laughs> yeah. me It would help me that so was, much. Did you see Wicker Man? Did you see <laughs> Wicker Man at all? All right. So I filmed myself lighting myself on fire this weekend, and I, <laughs> yeah. you tell me what works. He actually came in for the audition on fire. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hello. I'll shake your hand, but, you know, Can we I'm do this? Because i got to go to the hospital right after, but... Uh, Really looking forward to it. I'm going to need some aloe post-haste. Yeah. <laughs> this is cool. This, this is styled as fuck. Yeah, yeah I know. I like it's a it. bizarre, like surreal it. thing with the with the flare and the fire. Because his and... dick is on fire right yeah. now, literally. Yeah. Like, but it's also, I do also want to say it's pretty good burn makeup. i got to yeah. say it's pretty oh, yeah. good. That's what happens when you set Batman on fire. He gets fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> you got you got to imagine all the people on the internet being like, that is the best thing I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. That was the most awesome thing I've ever I know. Thought. That's what I'm saying. I think I'm in love with her. Holy like, God. That was incredible. I, I solemnly vow to save myself for her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That is great. That is a great line. That is this, when, when they make the Malcolm McDowell life story, that kid on the right is the only one you could possibly cast. <laughs> he's he, in something. He, I think he's in American Horror Story he's now. The, I, he's the spitting image of young Malcolm McDowell. It's amazing. Clockwork Orange remake, remake he's that's in. That's him. Or is he in Chronicle? He's in something like recent. He's now. Not, in he's not in Chronicle. Not in Chronicle. He looks. He does look a bit. He like a yeah, kid looks like that. Yeah. Anonymous white kid with shaggy hair. Yeah. Chronicle actually. Chronicle fits in with the pantheon of what we're talking about because Chronicle, which is is a movie that's out uh, right could, now. Yeah. I was, Chronicle I was, is about how if someone got superpowers, all the fucked up things off, that would don't happen. Take it off. 
Yeah, I, I, I really, I really want to see. Yeah, that Chron- bad. Chronicle, Chronicle's whole thing is, if, if like you, like you say, it's like the the opposite side of this coin. It's like right. just because you get powers, that doesn't make you a different no, person. No, it doesn't make yeah. you. Yeah. You're gonna be who you are. What with if powers, a douchebag gets superpowers? And that's not gonna turn out too yeah. well. You know, Brian saw Chron- Brian. How? Oh, <laughs> he used to sleep. Um, <laughs> Uh, but uh, but yeah, no. This and this is like you don't get this sort of goodbye scene in the book, which I'm all right with. I, I, yeah. I again, this works for me there. This is an example of like two things extraordinarily different, but they both work for the medium. Yeah. Where where I differ is a little bit. Later. This is just another one of those cases of you find yourself at a point in a movie as like where you go, wow, okay, so. I've, here's my movie. I've got Nicolas Cage handcuffed to a chair with burned up Batman outfit with raccoon eyes and his fake mustache has been cinched off and I've got a kid who's 11 with purple hair and they're going to play a dramatic death scene now. And, and the well, movie, a dude with a, and a, jump, and a wetsuit. Like, exactly, with a dude with a wetsuit you know, in, in the chair next to him. And it's like if you craft your movie right, you can totally get away with that shit. Most of the time when you die in a fire, you're dying from smoke inhalation or, or, or not being able to breathe. Uh, before you actually die because of the fire. Or just because someone on the internet hated you and wished it on you. That's right? true. <laughs> Go die in a fire. But what actually, what would kill you if you weren't suffering from that? You'd lose your nerves pretty quick, and that would be bad. But what... You'd die, you'd die, but it just you like, could die from shock. Like adrenaline and just too much in your heart and... I think you could die from shock. Um, th- th- I think there's a fluid thing that happens where you can get like, there's a, like a, a fluid I, problem. There's also a thing that happens like your um, to the subdermal layer, like where I think it actually releases something that can give you sepsis. Yeah. I believe I'm not. I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, as far as what would kill you on the spot. That's why it's, people yeah. who die of third, like oh they have third degree burns and then they died. Like yeah. there's an actual there's an actual blood poisoning issue at, at hand there. I think honestly, and I, I say this only because I like to cook. If you render your own fat while you're alive, <laughs> that's not really good for you. Yeah, um, no, that's a bad thing. Yeah, we just had basically. We're I really just, want duck comfy right now yeah. for some reason. Yeah, I'm Tyler like, was oh full man, of useful information. I'm like, I want a steak right now. Oh god, yeah. As obnoxious as the bacon obsession is right now, it works. <laughs> yeah, it totally works. It wouldn't be an obsession if it wasn't a good thing. I saw what it was. This, for this the, too is a ridiculous scene. It's like here's this 11 year old kid with a purple wig driving a car, you know, <laughs> and yet, you know, god damn it. Like I said, you you could probably be if you were a certain frame of mind, you could be laughing hysterically by now, going, "This movie's a piece of shit." But you know that's fair. But uh, it's I I'm not I wasn't. You, you know, there's I, honestly the movie this you most play re- it straight, man. The movie it's this, amazing what you can do. The movie this most reminds me of is RoboCop in the sense that it's yeah. it's a very sort of like you get wrapped by the end. You're fucking rooting for RoboCop. <laughs> yeah. But on the way there, you're watching commercials for thermonuclear war and yeah. and you know they're talking about third quarter losses while their executive is like. The dead body is smoking from bullet holes yeah. in the background. This scene, especially, I, I, you know, him in the mirror, I think is one of my is one of my favorite. It really, to me, encapsulates like, okay, dude, you're a superhero. This is what it looks like. This is the right. shit that happens. Right. And by the way, grenades do not say smoke and stun. Anyway, <laughs> oh uh, yeah, totally lost Mike, me at you were that point. Say something or uh, I forget. Okay, no worries. Sorry, buddy. Mike, say something. For God's sake, man. Something. Ah. Uh, you made mean Ebert jokes. I can be make a dumb joke too. <laughs> <laughs> I did make mean Ebert jokes. I'm sorry. No, he Ebert. he chained them into like a four air juggle combo. Yeah. Like it was, you know. Well, yeah. I, mean, I, I, I was just button mashing my. my I, job I really do appreciate that mirror scene. It's it's funny. I hadn't thought about it, but since you mentioned it, Trey, like that, like the way it's shot, his like his performance there, like it that, that oddly affecting and weird. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it is right out of you know, uh, uh, you know, Tyler Durden. It looks like Tyler yeah. Durden is even lit. You know, that grungy, nasty. That look, you know, it's like, it's like, yeah, this is, this is what it is. 
this right. is the job. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like this is so it's like and it sums up in this scene here. It's what like, works is here's like, this little freaking kid who's like, well, I'm going to go and take the motherfuckers out. Right. What's your deal, bitch? And because you know? she just saw her father get killed, even though you like resent her father for doing this to her, you're like, fuck it. Get your groove on. Like, go, go <laughs> yeah. you go. Like, go yeah. do it and then then take a break. Another yeah. movie that's been talked about. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was, just, go I was just going to say it. it is. Like we've been talking about, uh, you know, this, these last couple scenes, just the movie gets you to a point where it's justified. It's like the movie manages to justify. Yeah, let's see this eleven-year-old kid go. Yeah, ki- I want to see her kill more people, <laughs> yeah, that, exactly. and that is a that is a tricky turn. That yeah. is a very tricky turn to take. And then, but the, the, and then the trickier turn is when it pays off. That's like, but what if she's not successful? What happens to her then? Right. Right. <laughs> you know, are you prepared for that? Is that what you want to see? Actually, though, weirdly enough, the. Uh, the a movie that uh, I just saw the other night, uh, movies out in theaters that we've been discussing in the forums, is The Gray. I don't know if anyone's seen that. Oh, uh, uh, Wolf Punching. Yeah, Wolf Punching. Which uh, The Gray, The Gray, I liked it. I loved. I thought it was a great movie. I, uh, they don't make them like that much, and so Yahoo, and I really enjoyed it. But it may not be your cup of tea. But uh, the movie kind of is about that in a way. It's kind of like, hmm. what are you gonna do? Right. What are you gonna do? You woke up this morning, and this is your life. What are you gonna do? <laughs> Right. You're gonna lay down and die. You're gonna not lay down and die. That's 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 the kind of the thematic idea of that movie. Um, I remember my buddy Sean in tweets basically said his solution to that would be if I was stuck in the wilderness with uh, um, with Liam Neeson, my my solution, and, and we were being attacked by wolves. My solution would be to take the third guy and fill him full of wolf poison and just have a relaxing <laughs> vacation. As the, as the joke goes where the guys are being attacked by the bear and one guy's laced up his tennis shoes and goes, what are you talking about? You can't outrun a bear. Dude, I'm just outrunning you. <laughs> Zing. Yeah. And yet, and here we go. true. Here's the, here's the comedic moment. Um, the original Hit Girl costume was actually a little bit closer to this. It actually had the schoolgirl skirt. Yeah. Uh, which it. which her costume does. It she does. Still, she yeah, has, she has a very subdued plaid the, uh, wraparound it, skirt. Again, the Ramita art it, it pops a bit better. Um, I love this. <laughs> uh, I love this. And I know I know when she taps the guy to the head at the end is the is the again. It's like that's the movie you came to see. Right. Hopefully, because that's the movie you're getting. <laughs> oh man, through the cheek. Why? Yeah. Uh, this poor guy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just this like casual like oh boop, boom. you're dead. Yeah. Put him out. I just, I'm just wondering how she broke the guns oh, down to fit in that case. There's there's fetish art on the oh my god. Yeah, what? it's just wrong. It's just wrong. Just like so seven wrong. more years and it would have been so right. <laughs> uh, just damn it. I, I wish was... I could have been like a twelve year old during this time so my first boner could be to her. Exactly. Like, you know. I, I I was hoping there'd be so much more cosplay at Comic Con than there was. <laughs> yeah, oh. that, that didn't then it really surprised, played uh, off. Yeah. I was surprised by how few of the girl from Sucker Punches I saw this. I last was year. really disappointed yeah, by that. that. Blew me away. It's a cheap the, the, costume and it's sexy. These two movies, my God. I mean Move on from Slave Leia people. Yeah. But for you know, for some reason Not Sucker that there's Punch anything didn't wrong really... with Slave Leia. We didn't no. have a Slave Leia last night. We had a couple chicks dressed up as stormtroopers. Uh, for those wondering or listening to this five years from now, <laughs> yes. uh, there was oh, a Oh, yeah, we, had, a we do these giant, giant movie night parties. And every year uh, they start... Although not as giant as that one place that has like, no, set my up God. Like, a whole that immigration thing on the service yeah, and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, yeah, that's that's a whole other thing. No, but like we'll do like a big party and then a bigger, 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 and we do five a year. And like last year, the big one at the end. If you go to YouTube and type in Coenga Labs, which is C A H U E N G A Labs, it's Spanish. Uh, Jurassic it's, Park. It's Indian. You'll see one of our parties and you'll see the sort of scale we're talking about. And last night we did one for Galaxy Quest, where we turned this entire apartment into a, a convention hall and everyone dressed up in their weird sci-fi shit. Uh, and we oh, didn't God. we didn't have a slave Leia. Yep. Uh, we had a Gwen DeMarco. 
Oh, nice. The the really good work with um, Rope here. We're we're in the middle now of seeing some cool fight choreography influences, and now we're finally getting to Filipino and Indonesian, and you're getting uh, a lot of this. It, the influences from a style called Pinchax a lot. And if you haven't already heard of it, Wait, how much is Pinchax? Uh, a lot. If you haven't already heard of it, there is a movie coming out called The Raid, and it is nothing but. Filipino and Indonesian and Penchak a lot being used and it's a very, lot of Penchak. It's very much it's very much this stuff. Uh, it's very you know the, where rope and uh, and short knives and and long and short range stuff is being used simultaneously. So a lot of the moves she did in that sequence, a lot of that was from Penchak. Yeah, making the guy shoot himself in the head was probably the best. Yeah, but she's gonna right. like, she's gonna yeah. do again. There's gonna yeah. there's a guy guy's gonna blow his own head off with a shotgun when she's making her way down the. I hall. remember the red band trailer showed a few scenes from this. I'm like Jesus Christ, <laughs> and yeah. I knew the book and I yeah. knew what was coming. I'm like, like they Fuck, actually did. They, they actually did it. They did it. They, they actually shot it. Yeah, and it's like God bless him, you know. It's like I like that one. She's like that little bit of joy where she's like throwing shots at that guy. Boop, boop, right. you're dead. But yeah, this is fun. And of course, Joan Jett, Bad Reputation. Of course, there's no other song that uh, you could have used. Yeah. Uh, Cherry Bomb, Whoa. maybe, but that's the that's cool. little magic beanie right this guy, there. See, he falls and blows his own head off. Yeah. Oh, it's genius. Well, I just, no, I just like the reloading in midair. Yeah, yeah, yeah the reloading the, in midair. So John, was that was yeah. to the crown of the head. That's how you do it, Kevin Smith. Yeah, exactly. And the and the John Woo, like again, that's a that's a almost. In a, 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 a stylistic, you know, almost breaking the fourth wall gun on the man- fourth wall gun on the mantle because he right. quizzes her about John Woo films. Of course, yeah. So course. very clearly, she he taught her to do yeah. that. Right. See that right there? She was about to just cap that guy. Just I mean, she's, she's she's empty, but she pulled the trigger on him. Yeah. She oh, was yeah. just going to execute dead. him. Cold blood, dead to a guy who surrendered. Not yeah. honorable. Yeah, but but that's how you win fights. Exactly. Yeah. So exactly. Yeah. There was a there was a fight last night where a guy won uh, by essentially sticking and moving and evading and and just basically outpointing the guy, and it's like, well, the other guy who fought him, this guy BJ Penn, he didn't fight like that. It's like, yeah, and he lost. You know, yeah. he lost to that guy by by standing his ground and swinging. What lesson do we learn from exactly. that? Exactly, pop quiz, kids. Um, <laughs> In a time of war, we never would have left a man behind. I'm <laughs> very curious lost. to see if Chloe Moretz, as a 22 year old gets a script where she gets to do this even better because <laughs> I think if they want to do American remake of chocolate for some reason, um, then, then she would be your girl. Uh, cause I think if she's able to, you can clearly tell where there's a, a little bit of stunt, Doublery, but there's some shots where she's doing some she's shit. She's doing some serious stuff. And yeah, they, they mentioned how hard it is because she's 11. It's hard to double her. You it, know? Yeah. They, they, they <laughs> what midget do you get to? Yeah. They, to, they, she did a lot more than you would have thought that she would do. Well, not only that, but uh, uh, Down Front's very own Anthony Alba was in a, uh, did some work for a music video for the soundtrack yes. to this, yes. and he played opposite. Chloe Moretz, and I think she she chops him in the neck. I and think. she's already like a in, foot taller. Yeah, in <laughs> yeah, the, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. In the video, yeah. the only thing you see is she is she pins his arm behind him and chops him in the neck. But they shot a whole long fight right, scene that right. didn't get actually used. Right, but even so, like all throughout that thing, she's she, she's again. Um, I'd like to re- if 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 Quentin Tarantino ever pulls the trigger on his Kill Bill sequel, where it follows the story of the little girl who watched. You know, Beatrix, oh, oh, okay. and, and, and which he's talking about doing because that girl is now in her twenties. Um, how crazy is that? Wow. I know. Uh, like th- this is this is a similar situation where I think like you know I think we're hmm, I think we're, we're it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting to see her as an action star. Only six short years from now, probably. There's a movie out right now that that where the lead is a is a martial artist that apparently to the point where they even dubbed her voice. Oh, uh, Gina Carano in Haywire. Yeah. Oh, Gina Carano. Legit. And that's, a, that's a Soderbergh film. Right? Yeah, legit. Uh, former um, Strikeforce Women's uh, 135 champion, and uh, 
She, I mean, and she, American Gladiator, and American Gladiator oh, Crush, wow. yeah, and and as a real fighter, that's where, on American that's where Gladiator, I knew her from. She yeah. beat the shit out of everybody. The, all the games she did on American Gladiator was just with the jousting one and the wrestle off of a pyramid one. But yeah, Gina Carano. But again, that's that, the, the I've talked many times about the actual knowing what to do physically pays dividends in your performance. By the way, this sequence is go. insane. This is amazing. By the way, I love that he's like, oh, I'm going to lug this heavy thing. And that shit is light. <laughs> yes, it's, it's light. A t- it's a tube. It's a hollow tube with one rocket. It's yeah. maybe 25 anyway, pounds. So this is, and here we go with the payoff, which which again, you might go, oh, what a bunch of shit. But I was I like, had this toy as a I kid. love it. I yeah. was like, yeah, yeah. baby. Yeah, I, this is it. where I think the movie lost me when I was watching it last time. I didn't know what to think of this when I saw it. It took me a while to like rectify my feelings on this whole thing. Because again, Kick ass should not be this cool. Like it's just <laughs> I, I I feel very strongly about the the anima of the character, and I just I don't think this is it. But uh, it totally worked for me. I was like, because my because my, my take on it is like he's just a guy with a rocket pack with machine guns. He's anybody, not any better than he was before. Anybody could do this. He's just I willing to like that. do it. He's willing to try it and use it. Plus, this scene is insane. Yeah. He's he's one of the people who is crazy enough to yeah. actually just do this. They actually go. Oh, I've never flown a rocket pack before, but let's give it a whirl. Yeah. <laughs> now get more piece out of the chair and get out of there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he is the one. But uh, also something to be said for the fact, and, and it's almost a hint uh, to what's about to come with Mark Strong, but yeah. can we talk about the fact that a, a huge guy was about to blow away a little yeah, girl with, with a bazooka? bazooka. <laughs> yeah. Now, this scene, I, this, 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 this fight scene here is, uh, yeah, this is the, where they're, you know, now they're a team, like, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, technically she's the only superhero, yeah. but okay, I'll, I'll just kind of spar with the other guy and get him out of the room. That's all I'm good for, but okay, fine. But yeah, her going after Mark Strong here, and the and the, uh, you know, again, this is the scene that Mark Strong was reportedly uncomfortable doing. Yeah, and you know, because he's like, yeah, my God, you could be, you could be like hated, you could be a pariah for making a movie like this if you know if it goes the wrong way. But uh, the the way it's played and the way that Vaughn says he's like, ooh, yeah, see, boom, take her head off with that kick. The way Vaughn says it's like, you know, she's not a little girl, she's a little freaking Terminator monkey that's just, you know, she, and it plays out that way because what I love about it is she literally like climbs up him to stab him and hurt right, him. Right, right. Like she actually is climbing him. She's just this, you know, unstoppable little thing. It's like, yeah, if that if one of those things was coming at you, you would eventually try and kill it back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like I, I, I guess technically it's a little uh. girl, but. The headbutt. I, I I despise headbutts in movies. Uh, it, it's it's I. But if you, why? If you headbutted a kid, I've you could seen, totally get away well, with it. Right, but I've seen I've seen headbutts used in real fights back when the UFC allowed them, um, and and headbutts were a bad choice back then. Headbutts are a bad choice because they'll fuck you up as much. It'll as fuck you, unless you are able to land it in two spots on your skull. There's two spots you can safely headbutt somebody with, uh, and then it becomes a good idea. But unless you can do that consistently over and over again, you run the risk of like knocking yourself out. And dudes have done it. Like, and it, and not only that, they're just ugly. They 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 cut and swell and all this other shit. Um, I do like that these guys are just basically spazzing. Yeah, like, ne- just, neither like, one of them is any it's, good. It's a contrast in styles. The real he, the real fight is in the other room. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah this is this is the boss fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and now he's now he's just gonna punch her. Now he just uh, sits there and punches her. Which number one is the thing that happens in other movies, yeah. just not to eleven yeah. year old girls. Yeah. Uh, and number two, she would have done it to him. <laughs> <laughs> and worse, God, God only knows what she would have done to him if he was down. <laughs> Equality yeah. now, people. Yeah. So yeah, but yes, he, it's fucked up. But you need to understand, it was a fair fight. <laughs> yeah, totally That's fair right, fight. exactly. She was a little Terminator monkey. Yeah, but this is this is the bit that Massimo was talking about. Like he's totally ready to shoot her in the head, and just when it's about to get too real, 
Kick-Ass comes in with the bazooka, yeah. shoots the guy out the window. He goes flying and <laughs> then explodes. Right. Which, again, you get your payoff. That's uh, like a MacGruber level yeah, exactly. of, of finish. Totally yeah. that's, yeah. That's, that's the point where it's like, you don't want real, we'll go totally unreal, unreal yeah. at the end. But, the other, but the, other, uh, the other line that I thought was so great was there was a great little character touch just before that. Where he's like, he's about to kill her, but he goes, God, I wish I had a son like you. You know, right. it's like, he's like, Jesus, you're what I wish my son was. Jesus, you're amazing. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. Uh, by the way, the kick for that, you would not be pulling upward on the round. It would be actually <laughs> straight back. Yeah, it totally blew the reality Fuck of the movie you. for me. I just noticed that her knee pads are, are plaid as well. That's a nice thing. Yeah, see, she's got a little plaid schoolgirl, subdued plaid girl, plaid girl thing going on. And that's right. This is sort of a dangling participle here of a uh, of sort of yeah. his character. It's not even like it's not even super clear why he agreed to fight. He's like, okay, my dad told me, blah, blah, but like, yeah, it's like I guess I guess in the end he was more, obviously he's more on his dad's side than yeah. than the other. But it's like the transition of well, yeah, right here where he's like, ha, ah, I'm, I'm gonna kill him now, kill him. It's a, yeah, it's just, there's a missing transition point. Now this this sequence coming up here. Again, this is one of those things, and even Vaughn dresses this in the in the thing where he says, "If we'd started," in his his words, he says, "If we'd started the movie with the scene like this, yeah. where Kickass is rocketing around town, you would have gone, oh, what a bunch of what a stupid thing, you know, what a oh, totally. shit." Um, he, he he describes this sequence as, you know, this is they've they've earned this scene, yeah, um, and and I I totally agree with that, you know, I love this scene, this scene, I I I'm like I repeat watch this scene first of all because the score is awesome, I think the score of this this particular section is fantastic. Um, and it's just, it is, you kind of go, you know, they get this little victory lap, but her dad's fucking dead. She's been beat to yeah. shit. You know, it's like, it's not a, it's not a great victory, but they right. get to have this little, you know, triumphant ride through the city. That's what, that's what they get. <laughs> right. You get to at least have a fun jetpack ride and look heroic. I, I even can't though remember. you barely survived it. I can't remember a little denouement. Is it, did they show his father dating that chick or no? No, that, not no. the movie. In no. the book, basically, like, after the shit day of realizing Katie Doma is, like, you know, fucking that one other dude and, like, everything's just kind of beating shit, he goes home and he catches his father nailing this chick that he met at a <laughs> parents who have children who have suffered traumatic injury support nice. group. And it's like, yeah, oh, good for his father. His father's finally getting that would have been something. good. It probably wouldn't just fit in the denouement that they have. Right. They're, they're wrapping up 10 little story threads. Yeah, that, it would have been weird here because you're like, oh, yeah, he has a dad. Like, he hasn't right. come up for the last hour. Right, and I, know, half. I know, Like, yeah. like uh, for example, and also, uh, you know, Mark Strong's wife has, has just conveniently not been there. Yeah. <laughs> not at all. She's like, I'll let you boys handle this. Goodbye. Yeah, like, uh, you let me know how it ends. Thanks very much. There we go. Uh, yeah, we already knew her name, but this... well, actually, it's it, it literally is the first time that he's seen her without not, without not in character. Asking, yeah, yeah. So it's a key moment for her. And man, did she just de-age by about twenty years right there? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's the pigtails, man. It really is weird how she does look extremely different with the with the outfit and that. It's it. She has this weird like snarled lip thing she does that it just. It, yeah. And again, there's the iconic Spider-Man-ish ending. Yep. I'm trying. To and remember here's your little happy coda. That is. Hmm. This pretty much ends up uh, in the book. She obviously goes back to live with her mother, uh, but I think her mother dates Marcus or something like that, yeah. or, or Marcus is around somehow. But, but yeah, the, this this aspect is very similar to the book in that she goes to high school, but you know she uh, she's, she's able to fend for herself. Yeah, she's never gonna be kids. It gets better. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. gets better, especially she, if you've especially if especially you've, if you've murdered fifty five mobsters and right, there yeah. should be a hit girl. It gets better video. <laughs> <laughs> there should. You know, I used to be should. bullied. And yeah. actual kick ass comic book right there by John yeah. Romita, and yeah. And then I just started. Malcolm McDowell doesn't yeah. get a girl. 
Now he's going to become the villain. He'll be the villain again. Yes, <laughs> there you go. I didn't get laid. <laughs> Pretty much same ending as the book here with uh, Red Mist sort of putting the cap on and it. Then, uh, and then ending, you know, and now his new color is orange. And, uh, yeah. and ending with referencing another movie of all things. Who does that? I do like the sort of Oni mask that he kind of adopts here. And that's kick ass. A great kick-ass train story. robbery ending there. Yep. Yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. Kick ass. I, I think I like it more now. Uh, hearing the reasons to like it, I, 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 I find myself agreeing with most of what was said here. Um, it's still not going to be one of my favorites, but if it's on, I'll definitely watch it. I'm actually curious to watch it again now uh, just to appreciate it. Um, but generally speaking, this was never really my movie. It was Eddie's movie. Eddie, kind how do you of, feel about this movie? You know, I, I, Summarize, I do. Man. I do I do like it better now. I would say I do. I can appreciate. I'm I'm able to let go of the book. I'm able to sort of put the book on the raft and kick it out and watch it sail off into the sunset and sort of appreciate the movie for for what it is, um, and, and and let it kind of be its own thing. Uh, a couple minor quibbles, but I do I did find myself being a little bit more fond of the movie as its own. So I really learned something here today. <laughs> Michael Borkman um, Scott. Hey, um, <laughs> doing our part. Yeah, I like the movie as much as I did before. Uh, I, I see myself revisiting it, and and uh, uh, to be honest, a lot of I, there aren't a lot of recent movies that I feel compelled to watch more than once. Yeah. Um. But Kick Ass has certainly been one of them, and I'm I'm sure I'll watch it again now and again, <laughs> if only for Mark Strong, because my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I totally hear you. Trey's got a movie girlfriend. I do. I've I've uh, I've watched this movie. Uh, I I've lost count of how many times I've watched this movie on DVD. Um, I'm, I'm really, it's right now, it's my study piece. I'm really right. like looking at the, at the moving parts and going, wow, okay, so how does, how does this work or does it work? And, you know, do I, if I make a movie that's like this, am I going to mind that it's not going to work for everybody? Like, well, no, of course not. Um, the people who, if they pay for the movie might mind, but that's, that's their problem. <laughs> but I think it's, I think it is just an amazing, you know, weirdness of tone. And I, I, uh, that you could, you know, some people, didn't think it pulled off correctly or they were disturbed by it. But it's like, you know, well, good. <laughs> if a movie disturbs you, then that's it's doing something. Something's actually happening. You that's felt gr- something. Yeah, that's great. Now you don't have to cut yourself. By the way, exactly. additional music by Liam Howlett. That is The Prodigy. Hence okay. all the Prodigy songs used in there. Okay. I just I, I think it's a really fun movie. I think, it's, I think it's a, if you like Kill Bill, I don't see why you wouldn't like like Kick-Ass because it's like, it's it's, you know, if if Uma Thurman was eleven, that's the movie you'd have gotten. <laughs> at one point, she was eleven, and she was probably killing guys at that point. I just, I think it's a really, it's a, it's a really well-made movie. Like I said, I it introduced me to Matthew Vaughn and made me want to go, you know, research his other movies. And now I have to go see Layer Cake. Cool. This has been Down in Front. You can always find more episodes at downinfront.net. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Get a brand new episode every single week. Twitter.com slash Down in Front. Facebook Down in Front Show. Email us at Down in Front Show at gmail.com. Register at the forums. It's a wonderful community. And every week at the forum, we announce when and where the live chats are happening. Go at downinfront.net slash live. But the forum and Twitter will tell you when, where, and what movie. Plus, you know, we have this new chat room thing going on the forum, so it's cool to hang out. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Paper our pizzas. There's a donate button on the thingy. Uh, buy our shirts. A Holden Hill design maintains a website. And until next time, my name is T. Christie. Eddie Doty. My Scott. You cunts. And this has been Down in Front. Thank you much for listening. Good night. Good night. That's a bad word. I'm not even an 11 year old girl. <laughs> I'm what, allowed to say it. What do you dub in in the made for TV version? <laughs> I don't. Of is cunts? there a made for TV? Is there a you like, carp like a thirty? <laughs> <laughs> All right, you kooks. <laughs> <laughs> you cods. You cods. <laughs> Trendsinyourhead.com.